speaking out of Akron, Ohio, representing Team Popping the Boys, the headline god, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia, representing more than one royal family, the king of indie viewing, Stephen Jensen, and this is the Spotlight on Fightful. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlights. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. And shout out, as always, to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. Jensen, so what do you want to talk about? Wow, man. Some stuff has happened since the last time that we were on here, hasn't there? Some big news, there's, huh? There's, there's, news. there's been some stuff. Before before we fully get into it, let me get the, the niceties, the plugs, all that fun stuff out of the way. Guys, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, a little bit later on, we got an interview with Joshua Bishop. You might have seen him on MLW recently. He debuted at their latest show, joining the World Titan Federation alongside Matt Cardona, um, Tom Waller, and Alex Hammerstone. So we had a really fun interview with Josh Bishop. What about 45 minutes with Josh? Talked about a lot of things uh, with Josh in, in his career and potential things upcoming, all that fun stuff. Leave us a super chat if you would like his question, comment, statement read on the air. We appreciate all the support and, and everything that goes along with that. We are, we're very interactive with the chat regardless. But if you want to support the show, support us, show that we have some value to this uh, freaking website, uh, <laughs> leave us a super chat. Uh, leave a thumbs up on the video. That that helps that uh, helps us out as well. Thumbs up. Let's see if we can get the fireworks going. Let's see. Uh, I don't feel yeah. like working today. Nope. Doesn't feel like, uh, oh, you fire. didn't get the 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 graphics that yeah the graphics. yeah sometimes they work sometimes they, they don't you know there, oh there's there we go there's the subliminal messaging and then the thumbs up or the fireworks a little thumbs up on the video we appreciate that um i think that's everything i, I think yeah you want to show we can put our display names up here i see that those aren't there i can do that Boom. Okay. jeremy i'm literally home yes <clears throat> welcome I don't like home, having the headline there we go i don't like having the headline for uh <laughs> this this show uh, the headline is a in the weeds bit yeah. all right um all right everybody guess i guess that's everything right do i need to mention anything else Jensen? um as far as anything else going on outside of the main topic today i mean we'll probably we'll have we're gonna be talking about what y'all want to hear us talk about but then outside of that we'll uh we'll talk some other stuff too we got some other topics but um yeah, I don't know where you really want to start with everything. I uh, well, I don't know if you have a structure to this or anything you wanted to to say or yeah. Usually we are a pretty structured show um, in in the topics that we hit, but we try to be anyway. Uh, today probably a little bit different. Yeah, this is technically an AEW bumper. It says AEW spotlight, but it's a uh, this is a WWE wrestler now. A WWE superstar. Sorry, they're not wrestlers. They're superstars um so it, it fits regardless yeah and who knows i might have to redo but who knows when i'm gonna be able to break this one out again so this uh, you know an oldie but a, a goodie here i'm old and i'm fucking tired and i work with fucking children i'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they uh they know everything he's no longer wrestling kids that think they know everything he's now wrestling full adults who have been some of them to the very top of the mountain 
full-blown superstars, not wrestlers. He's no longer wrestling. He's sports entertaining, I guess. He is home. He is one CM Punk returning to WWE at WWE Survivor Series. Jensen, your thoughts. I mean, I definitely gotten a lot of thoughts. People know how I feel about about this already without me having to say much. And the, the other thing that's pretty crazy and actually really nice is after this promo on Monday, which we'll, we'll go through everything, but this promo on Monday, I didn't have to say anything. Like everyone was doing it for me. I was like, this is great. Like I don't even have to be the hater here. Like people are, people are saying what I'm thinking already. This is great. Um, man, uh, I guess I'll start off by just kind of saying like, so I was watching Survivor Series. I had uh, my brother over and my friend Mike Hughes. Mike's the guy I'm always talking about. It comes over for AEW shows on Wednesdays. Um, the show ended. Cody Rhodes wins War Games. First off, that's not being talked about nearly enough. Cody Rhodes won War Games. Because okay? he was a coward and didn't bleed. He didn't do anything crazy. He just went in there just wrestled that was lame that was lamer than cm punk's promo honestly okay hold on don't okay and <laughs> and but like listen the women's war games match um someone did a moonsault off the cage in the first match was it charlotte? yeah the great charlotte flair hashtag charlotte. Down. and listen yeah. i love charlotte she's the queen like i'm not gonna hate on charlotte but after i saw that i tweeted out i was like what's cody gonna do a double moonsault off the cage like how, like they like they did the and then he didn't but he won war games and, and not enough people are talking about that. This got completely overshadowed. Also, Randy Orton's return got totally overshadowed as well. Just, you know, for whatever it's worth, but you know, Cody wins war games. And then the little graphic pops up in the corner of the screen. The copyright show's going to end friends get up to leave. And then the music hits and I just stand up and I'm just like, no, effing way like he actually is back in the WWE like there's no way they're trolling us like the music hit the graphics up like he it's Chicago he's he's coming out here so he arrives wearing his white t-shirt and looking all happy and I I'm trying to do this without just coming off like the biggest hater, right? Like, because people already know how I feel about about Phil for the most part and stuff. And I always want to preface this by saying what he did on screen in AEW, I thought was phenomenal. Like his his actual AEW run on the show was <clears throat> it was awesome. Like between the MJF stuff with the dog collar and his old ROH throwback theme and and the gear and all that and the the stuff with. Eddie Kingston and coming in saying that Darby's, you know, Darby would be like his favorite wrestler nowadays and like coming in wrestling him at the beginning. And like, it honestly, it honestly like was a great run and he seemed very passionate about it. And he's like talking to Tony Khan and like crying about, excuse me, crying like tears of joy about like the ring of honor library being, you know, in the right hands and all this stuff. And all this stuff was like great. But when it comes to the WWE, how does how does his like dedicated fan base? Because like there's there's this, there's this group of fans right that that are just these massive ride or die CM Punk fans that just seem to ignore like 
the facts and the obvious about what's happening. And they're like, it's like a level of like delusion almost where it's like, y'all realize he like, he quit WWE the first time, right? He can't go back to the UFC. They don't want him to fight there. He can't go back to AEW. He just got fired. This is a man that's out of options. This is a jobless man. I mean, I shouldn't say jobless. He does like commentary for like low level fight pass shows on, on UFC fight pass. Shows on like, the cage period. <clears throat> Shout out John Morgan. Listen, I think it's just really interesting to me to see like this. Like, I'm just going to say it for what it is. This man has his tail between his legs and he is just crawling back to the WWE because he has no other options. And it's very like his, when he came to AEW, the response, like his, like his reaction, like how he looked, what his face looked like, like the, the passion and like the stories we got in AEW, the blood feuds that we got in AEW. And then you look at the WWE and you see already what's, what he looks like, where it's just like the happy to be here. I'm home. I've changed. You've changed. Dude, you were fighting people backstage less than like half a year ago. Like, what do you mean you changed? Triple H, same thing. He was saying in the post-fight press conference, well, you know, over 10 years, you know, people change. It's like, yeah, like for sure. But he was literally fighting his coworkers, like, like fist, like, like actual punches at coworkers. And here's the thing, whether it was CM Punk or anyone else, or not even in the wrestling business, like when you're 45 years old and you're like throwing punches at your coworkers, already that's very weird. And like no one's gonna tolerate that, but it's especially weird, and for sure terms for you know for getting fired from a job, when you're a trained MMA fighter who has competed in the UFC octagon multiple times, who's trained with Rufus Ford, who trains with the Pettis brothers, who trains under Duke Rufus, excuse me, and you're fighting civilians, like that's really weird because you know like when you whenever you hear about other fighters doing that it's a big deal and people talk and people write them off and call them crazy and like they lose all their fans right like i mean you've heard of stories before. look at i'm not gonna it's not a direct comparison of course but there i don't and i don't even want to name names because they're 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 ufc fighters that have done much worse than what cm punk has right i'm not trying to like really cm punk is a human being there, there's differences between just being kind of a prick and being like a jason mayhem miller right like there's like yeah. there's massive differences but like <clears throat> but my point is like even when like Joe Schilling, like he like he like beat up a civilian like within like the last year or whatever. It was all over the internet. People like you know, and he gets a ton of shit for it. You know what I mean? It's like as you should, like you no matter who you are, unless it's like an actual self-defense scenario, like a real self-defense scenario. If you're a trained MMA fighter that's competed in the UFC, especially, no matter who you are, you shouldn't be fighting your coworkers at any job. So, like, right there alone to me is like enough. Like, I don't really care what the Young Buck said. I don't care what Hangman Page said. I don't care what Jack Perry said. I, I don't I don't care, especially when it's you, CM Punk. Want to know why? Because you're getting really upset. And a lot of these things are stemming from stuff that Hangman Page said on a microphone with a camera rolling on professional wrestling television. Just like you have done over and over in your career with a live microphone going off script, going into business for yourself. You had a big problem years and years ago with the younger generation. You, you were the younger generation years back who was angry 
that the veterans were trying to tell you what to do. You didn't care. You were the rebel. You were the young guy. You wanted change. What they were doing didn't work anymore. What you did was cool now. They, they, they were out of touch. Now you're out of touch, dude. Now you're 45. Now the, now the young roster. So what if guys like Jack Perry and Hangman Page don't want your advice? You wouldn't have wanted your own advice if you were young and you were in your 20s. You know what I mean? I know Hangman's a little older, but Jack Perry, you know, and anyone else who he might. My, you know, and that's that's kind of my whole point is it's like, and for, for the CM Punk's fan base to be so dedicated, my main question, honestly, to anybody in the chat that is a CM Punk fan, my honest question is why? Just like, like, like any, give me any reason outside of, well, when I got into wrestling, he was my favorite wrestler. Like, like, like 10, 10, 15 years ago, I, you know, I was a big CM Punk fan. Or because here's the thing, like there's a lot of people that are like, well, you're straight edge. So like, you know, I respect that. I'm straight edge. Dude, I'm not going to sit here and say that like not doing drugs and drinking alcohol is like, like that's, I, I think that that's like, you know, a good thing. Like I, you know, I, I drink a little alcohol. I may partake in a little something every now and then or whatever that I would consider more medicine than, than anything else personally. But, but, you know, so, but it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really, I don't want to devalue the idea of being straight edge, but it's also just like one of those things where like, when that's your personality, I know plenty of people that don't drink or smoke that don't like make it their personality or like tell other people about it constantly. So like, if that's, if that's your reason for loving CM Punk, that's, that's one thing. And I just can't really relate to that. Um, outside of that, I don't really know what is like relatable about the guy. When, when he quit the WWE the first time, he didn't, he, he didn't care about y'all like you're you big CM Punk wrestling fans. When, when he, when, when they bring up pro wrestling in interviews back then, when he was trying to get into MMA, he wanted nothing to do with y'all. He would shut down any talk that had to do with professional wrestling. He wanted to be known as an, as an MMA fighter and wanted nothing to do with this business. But you know, now it's I'm home. You guys never stopped chanting my name. And it's interesting because a lot of the WWE audience probably, you know, didn't watch AEW and hasn't seen him in a long time. And this is new to them, but I've seen this literally, I saw him return in AEW. I saw him return in AEW again. And now I'm going to see it a third time. And now it's PG Punk, watered down, maybe a couple stories that might be interesting in the company. And now it's like, everyone's, oh, he's, 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 you know, there's reports that he's getting along with people backstage. Of course he is. Like the second he isn't, like he doesn't have a job anywhere anymore. Like he has to be on good behavior. You know what I mean? And then we can get into the promo after that. But Jeremy, I want your thoughts because I've been talking long enough. If you want to, if you want to, you can talk a little bit as well. I mean, he's got a job in Impact if things don't go well in WWE. Let's be honest. Yeah. He, I think there are plenty of companies that would want him. Don't get me wrong. I think TNA would want him. I think NWA would want him. I think New Japan Wrestling would want him. I think every independent promotion in the world would want him. Um, but that's just not happening because people just not enough people watch their shows and there's not enough money that they can give. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's his only option, well, he had an offer from TNA. So they, sure. they, they wanted him. Just And who knows? If WWE doesn't make an offer, maybe he does go there to play nice, show like, see, I can be nice, I can get along. And then WWE be like, all right, it seems like he's changed. I'll go to him. Uh, my thoughts are I was very surprised by his return. Um, I, I saw it. I was I saw the end of war games and everything, and then I was checking my phone, and Sean had tweeted like my stance has changed. It just cleared yeah. out a bunch of people in the back, <laughs> and so I then I immediately put my phone down 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then his music hit and he came out and there he was. Old CM Punk uh, had returned, but got the big pop as you'd expect from the Chicago crowd. It was, I'm not the biggest punk fan. I completely mm. see people who would have grievances with him for everything that he did <clears throat> in AEW. I will always say uh, the stuff he did on screen was very good, except when he tried to shoot himself into a work with the Young Bucks. I didn't really have time for that because I didn't think it was leading to anything. And then it just felt like a waste. Like it had funny lines and stuff, but like it felt like a waste of time if it wasn't going anywhere. And clearly it didn't go anywhere. But I do like his on screen work and the stuff backstage. I don't have attachment to these wrestlers as a thing. I, I just don't. So mm -hmm. I'm here for the chaos. Right. And so the backstage stuff was chaotic to me. I can be, I can sit down and give my opinion on both sides, who I think was right, who I think was wrong. I can try to understand the other side. But if I'm speaking honestly about it, I don't mind the chaos because that, I hate to say this, but it keeps me busy. It keeps our stuff rolling. It gives us stuff to talk about. <clears throat> so I, get, I don't have any personal attachment to CM Punk. I don't have any personal attachment to any of these people. I got people I like. I got people I don't care for. Big Adam Adam Copeland fan, by the way. Never said anything <laughs> that long. Uh, but like, I don't Adam, have any attachment. Adam Copeland and Edge, not necessarily <laughs> the same guy, right? So yeah. I don't have attachment. There. I don't have attachment to these guys. I just don't. So I was excited to see him back, honestly, because I think there are fun programs for him to do in WWE, I am looking forward to seeing what he can do in WWE with the people he's going to work with. Um, and then the, the raw promo. So, you know, everyone speculated and theorized what he might say, what he might do and, and whatnot. It's like, Oh, is he going to take shots at AEW? Is he going to set up his next feud? You know, Rollins, there's that video of him being held back by Michael Cole and, uh, Corey graves like it was very clearly a working hold back of like oh, okay they're, they're they're gonna get the ball rolling on a few here which bless them they should honestly they really should he comes out with a promo and he just says like i'm home i thought he's gonna say i'm sorry which I, I said he should have said uh on one of the shows i was like you know he should just come out and apologize and be like i'm sorry and what for what i don't know just apologize just i think it'd be funny but he said i'm home and then he's like everybody in the back is afraid because I'm raising the bar, I'm grabbing the brass ring, they're going to have to be better in the ring, they're going to be better on the mic, and then afterwards, he tossed the mic, put it down, whatever he did, just set it aside, he said, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money, and it's like, good, good, make some money, oh, Phil, I was fine, I know a lot of people are upset about it, it didn't need to be, you don't need to burn through your material on the first night, he's gonna, he's gonna talk, he's gonna, not maybe take shots, but like history is going to be brought up during the feud, right? We saw Seth do it with Cody. Whenever the Seth feud actually starts, that's when the history is going to be brought up. You think back to his AEW promo, his opening one, it was very similar of just like, I'm back. There were, there were a little, little shots at WWE of, you know, I needed to leave that place to get healthy and all this stuff, but now I'm back in, in pro wrestling. And then once the feud started with MJF, with Kingston, with Moxley, with Hangman, like that's when 
the actual shots came out. That's when like, we don't want you here that you you're doing this, you're doing that. Like that's when the stuff came out. That's what I expect here. So I'm looking forward to when he starts feuding. That's what I'm looking forward to because the, the, uh, this promo was what it was. Maybe it got cut short. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, it was only scheduled for one segment anyway. So I don't think it was scheduled to go very long. I don't know if he had a whole lot more to say based on what he actually did say. Like, how much more are you going to drag out of this? Well, well, I mean, one issue I would have with it is that you literally cut, like, Cody cut the exact promo when he returned. It was the the same thing. Um, Puck did it better. No. And, (laughs) and... I mean, it was just a very generic. It was literally like there's footage of MJF when MJF and CM Punk are going back and forth in, a, in an AEW ring during their feud. And MJF literally like mad libs the exact yeah. promo then in Punk's response. During that feud, Punk also has all these hilarious clips, these incredibly hypocritical clips of him talking about you'll you guys go sign with the WWE and see the grass is greener over there. Like, cause I already know what it's like and I'll be right here at AEW while y'all are over there, you know, learning, you know, you know, somersaults and sending the ring up or whatever. It's like, well, there, look, look, look where you are. And there's people that make a lot of comparisons between like Cody, Cause I could sound somewhat hypocritical too. Cause like Cody kind of like, you know, similar as far as like, crawled back a little bit right like he he quit the company and he did all this stuff he founded AEW and then he crawled back and it's like I'm kind of a hypocrite if I feel like this way about Cody well there's a big difference between the two right Cody's contract ran out and he had some sort of personal issue with whatever was going on there and he decided he had the option and decided to go back to the WWE and try to fulfill his destiny and finish the story and become the champion that his father was unfortunately never able to be in the WWE CM Punk got fired. Like there's a completely different dynamic there. So in some, in some ways, I mean, I'm just, I'm just I mean, it's, you. yeah, I mean, it's, and yeah, no, I mean, and, and Cody, I also Cody. Say they, for the, a big problem with this promo too. I just want to throw it out there. They did a, it's a three hour long raw first hour, completely commercial free, a ton of hype, more social media interaction, or whatever than like anything ever as according to like everything they're putting out there. And all it wound up what being was like, a four, like you made us all wait until the end of the show. Of course, I get that. But you give us like four minutes of like nothing. Like this guy hasn't talked to this audience in 10 years. And he's supposed to be this like edgy, badass, badass. Oh, 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 I forgot to mention my favorite part of the promo on Monday. I cackled and I rarely use the word cackle. That's like a Sean Ross app term. I cackled when he called himself the most dangerous person in wrestling. Oh my God. And like I mean, the, the way this man sees himself. Um, so anyway, I, 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 I just thought it was like, it was, it was, I thought it was really lame. And this is coming from, obviously I was going to come into it in bad faith, right? I was going to come into it being like, I hope this sucks and it wound up sucking. So it kind of, but there's a lot of people. And the other thing is the, the funny, the funniest thing to me about like the CM Punk fan base when it comes to this is they've convinced themselves that like this was intentional. They're like, oh no, he's going yeah. out there and being PG Punk on purpose to throw us off. Like, like, yeah, mate, like they cut this cut this short. So like now we're thinking he might be like 
upset backstage because like the promo got cut short and it wasn't what he wanted it to be. And like now, now we're gonna we're just gonna get brewing now for CM Punk. It's like okay, cool. Like you're what you're what your fan base is is thirsting for apparently is just controversy, a split fan base, and just I guess the idea of a guy being an asshole all the time and rubbing people the wrong way. Like it's it really seems like their their whole thing is like we love this guy because he's controversial. We love this guy because he speaks his mind and it pisses people off. It's like okay, well. Sometimes everyone else isn't the problem. Sometimes you're the problem. Sometimes, you know, there, there's a lot of people that think like he's always the victim. It's like, well, maybe no. Like maybe everyone else is on the same page and the same wavelength and like you aren't. Like maybe you're the issue, you know? But and another thing that, are, that really bothers me, a lot of people, CM Punk will, you know, I, listen, CM Punk made AEW's business pop moment momentarily he did some good stuff for them i'm not going to discredit like the value he brought to AEW from like as far as like new fans coming in and stuff but people act like cm punk like like AEW was nothing before cm punk cm punk wouldn't join the damn company for year after year because he didn't think it was big enough for him and then when it was big enough and successful enough then he joined in and they gave him everything they gave him the title multiple times they gave him his own show gave him every feud he wanted so on and so forth and that still wasn't good enough so we're in this just it's just this weird situation where like you know what's what's i guess what's his fan base expect out of this what do they actually want i, I don't it's just very confusing to me like this idea of like okay well now now he's in wwe and like when he gets a microphone i can't wait for him to piss someone off it's like okay i don't but i guess a big part of it too is like i don't i know he isn't a badass and I guess that's like a big part of my problem. And and it's and I'm torn on it too, right? Because there's guys I really respect in MMA, like Ariel Hawani and Daniel Cormier and stuff that love CM Punk. And they're always talking about CM Punk. And like, they can completely ignore the UFC stuff. And it's like, so part of me really wants to. But, you know, that's a big, unfortunately that hurts in my thing too. Because it's just like, this stuff keeps happening. And you, you he just sees, the way he sees himself and the way that his fan base sees him, I just see him completely differently. It's 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 strange because he's really like the only pro wrestler like ever that this has really happened with. I have little things here and there where I'm like LA Knight and stuff where I might not love the gimmick or whatever, but like this is like I don't want to compare him to any specific po- politician because that he isn't it isn't like that, but it but it feels that way politically where it's like it's almost like there's a far right and the far left and like and he's like the guy we're all like either we love the guy or we hate the guy, and it's like I've never really. I've never really, but here's the thing. It gets people talking, but I don't think that sense. I think it's good in the short term, but in the long term, who knows? Where the WWE is okay, though, of course, is that they don't need CM Punk. But my, my, my initial point, though, is I don't think AEW needed CM Punk either. And everyone acts like CM Punk was the biggest signing AEW's ever had. In some ways, yes. But, like, if you're asking me, I'll take Brian Danielson 10 out of 10 times over CM Punk if I've got an option. I'll take Will Ospreay 20 out of 10 times. Like people aren't talking about AEW sign Will Ospreay. I'm not that concerned that, that CM Punk's in WWE if I'm an AEW fan. When they just locked down Will Ospreay, are you kidding me? Like I could be the biggest thing ever. Like, so I don't know, man. I, I see in, in WWE, you got the Rollins thing. You got potentially the Cody thing. Um, you got Roman. And outside, Randy maybe. I don't know. Outside of that, 
Yeah, he can work with some of the young guys that he was dogging when he was in AEW, when he was talking about Darby and their young guys being the future and didn't, you know. So anyway, hypocrite, big hypocrite. There's even, it's wild because like the enemy of my enemy becomes my friend in a lot of these scenarios too. There are people that like I have had issues with and feuds with and like been blocked and unblocked and so on and so forth with people on Twitter and stuff. And like, they're saying the same stuff I am. We're over here like, okay, we got, we can, we can finally agree on something. And it's that, you know, we don't get the, we don't get the love for all, all the stuff for CM Punk. So it is what it is. What it is. If, if you love the guy, that's totally fine. But like enjoy it while it lasts because the exit from every company has been pretty much the same. And it, you know, and there's nowhere else to go after this, unless you want to go to the NWA or, or, or TNA or something like you said. I don't know how long it's going to last. It's apparently a multi-year deal. You know, uh, Sean reported that there's a behavior clause. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, who else has that, by the way? I'm, I'm honestly curious. Like, I don't know. Everyone might. But I, I, I would like to know. Who else gets signed with a behavioral clause? Especially after being 20-something years into the business and 45 years old, and you have something in your contract that says you have to be on good behavior. Like, I don't even have that. I don't think in my own, like, a shoot job. I don't think there's anything in my – like, I, there are certain things that everyone just can't do to one another – but I don't think there's anything even in my own contract with my own company, like a real, like not real, but you know what I mean? Like a real job, like a nine to five job. I don't think there's anything in there that's like, you can't, you can't punch your coworkers. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Anyway. It's possible. A lot of people have that in, in the company. Like it might be a standard thing because be. you don't want, uh, you know, you don't want anybody fighting backstage and who knows what the behaviors, uh, you know uh, what's like listed or, or whatever that might entail on there um i don't know how long it's gonna last i do look forward to however long it lasts i do think there's a lot of fun stuff for him to do on screen sure like well so bring- i did a, f- a few things there's not that much though really when you think about it right i mean that's your opinion on it i'm looking forward to the the rollins feud if he goes with roman i think that'll be good i think cody stuff will be good i think any interactions kind of with the bloodline can be fun la night stuff owens sammy all that's fun to me wwe and here's the thing like wwe is hot right yeah i agree with that they didn't actually need him this is where i i agree with a, a lot of people of like they didn't need him right now. It's not like he's going to he'll help their business, but there is a risk of like, hey, we're going to uh, hey, we're going to alienate some people by bringing him in and giving him spots that they've worked all year for and then giving him money. You know, Drew's got a contract coming up. Drew would be a fun one for for punk. Like to me, there's a lot of people like I but maybe that's Lechner, just maybe like that would actually. Be oh, yeah. The, Brock and punk. Yeah, the I mean, so, look, it's in the 10 years ago. But, yeah. you know, the match they had at SummerSlam is a fantastic match. Um, you mentioned the wise man in the promo. I mean, yeah. So yeah. I guess in all, in, to be fair, like you are bringing up good points. Um, and, but part of me also is like, and this is where I, this is my own mistake with this because in AEW, he proved, he proved me wrong. A lot of the guys you just mentioned are like his actual enemies or like good friends with the young bucks, like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, these guys. Yeah. But who like, I but also like, him and Kingston don't like each other and they work together in AEW. You know what I mean? Like they, I'm, I, I'm also, to be fair, I'm a little too in my own head with like 
pigeonholing what he can and can't do because I'm already thinking like Owens doesn't like him, saying that Zane doesn't like him, Rawls doesn't like him. You know what I'm thinking? Like all these guys wouldn't want to work with him, but that's that won't be the case in the WWE. They 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 will they'll figure it out in the WWE. There's a I don't want to downplay the professionalism in AEW, but like there's a, it's just a different thing in the WWE system. And then Punk won't be able to get away with what he was like. They they don't need him in the same way like you just said. So that's I mean right. Seth. Seth might not like him. Seth wants to work with him. They were that that stuff at Survivor Series was working. That was a working anger there. Um, and I think Seth kind of knows, and I think Punk knows this as well. Look, it might be night one of a buy one, get one free, two night special, as Punk said once upon a time. But Punk and Seth is a WrestleMania main event. That that's going to be night, night one, one yeah. main event. Like I would imagine, if it go if it gets that far, which I think is where they should do it. At like that's that's going to be a night one main event. So they both realize Punk is again. They they don't need him. They didn't need him. They were very hot. I didn't think they needed him for Survivor Series. They sold out that building without CM Punk. Without even like they sold it out, downplaying that he was going to be there because this came together so last minute. They didn't want fans to expect him to be there. And they still sold out that building. Rumble season is always hot. Mania season is always hot. The the time to bring him in would have been after all of this hot period. That would have been the time to bring him in. Of like, okay, now we need to shop in the arm to keep things riding high. But instead, they bring him in during the hot period, and it's like, okay, now let's uh let's hopefully boost it even more. I think there's a lot for him to do in WWE. Again, how long it lasts, I don't know. I assume he's gonna be on his best behavior with everything for however long that is. I think a lot of WWE guys will work with him, but at some point there is going to be a time where there are just natural frustrations. It could be CM Punk. It could be literally anyone in that locker room because even though it's a team, like you want to, you need to work together to get to where you want to go. There's also just, People want to be where they're at. People get frustrated when they see other people get opportunities that they think they should get. People get spots that they think they should get, right? Like that's just yeah. that's how it goes. And in wrestling, this is not this is not central to CM Punk, by the way. Seth Rollins has talked about his frustrations of never main eventing WrestleMania, of like, oh, I thought I had it that one year with Brock, and then Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte got it. Like these are just frustrations in wrestling. It is how you handle those frustrations. Do you fly off, say things you shouldn't say, do things you shouldn't do, or do you just remain professional, kind of take it on the chin, and then move forward? CM Punk has shown, at least in the AEW realm, he didn't take it very well when it came to this. And maybe it wasn't handled well by others either. You know, it, it's all how they're going to handle it when that time comes. Drew is going to be a big one because Drew's mm-hmm. contract is reportedly coming up. CM Punk comes in, probably getting a lot of money. Drew's probably looking at that and thinking of like, hey, I should probably get a lot of money too. I've been here for the past however long, busting my ass, main eventing WrestleMania, carrying the company during the pandemic, doing a bunch of media. I deserve just as much, if not more, than CM Punk. And if he doesn't get it, that could lead to some unhappiness. So it's all, that's the risk they're really taking with Punk, is upsetting people on the roster that deserve, and look, if they pay these guys and continue, which they should, and then continue to utilize them well, 
then that then honestly good on them bringing CM Punk because he did raise the the money value for everybody, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing because I think all these wrestlers should get paid more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I also I will I want to address uh, like some of the some of the chats. Like I know uh, I want to make it clear. I know that CM Punk helps the wrestling business um in the short term. I understand that. I did, and, and he can get people paid more and stuff. Like, I, and that's good. But I'd also argue, like, how good this really was for AEW long term. Like, him being a part of that, right? Like, I think that, like, once again, in the short term, it was great. What he did on the screen was great. But now look where things are at with, like, the fan base being divided and all this stuff. And, like, there's there, there, this company seems, like, just kind of in, like, a cold period. And WWE super hot at the moment. And I'm just saying, like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how good that really is long term. Um, you can name all your favorite wrestlers and say like CM Punk could wrestle this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I think someone like AJ Styles or CM Punk is like that's a that's a that's a fun like I I love AJ Styles still. I think he's still an incredible professional wrestler. Um, those guys have history too. Like it, it's it's they don't like each other, but you know I I I I think that like and um and we'll we'll get into this with the Cody stuff too. But also part of my concern and it's bias in people who don't watch the show or might be new to the show or about to learn now about the bias here. I'm not nearly as concerned also with some of this stuff because if Cody Rhodes is already the WWE champion, listen, if Cody had won the title at WrestleMania 39 and he had the feud with Brock and was defending the title throughout that, he did stuff with the judgment day. He did war games. He does the stuff with Nakamura and like, it's, he's the champion. And then punk comes in and like him and Cody feud. And even if, I'll even go as far as to say this. If CM Punk came in to, to WWE and beat Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship, I honestly wouldn't even be mad about it. Because at that point, Cody already has won the title. He's already finished the story. And now you have something really interesting <clears throat> between the two of them with the dynamic that like the fans like us know, you know, between them. Former AEW, a lot of Cody's friends or his enemies in real life and all this stuff. And <clears throat> that's a totally different dynamic. Now I have the threat as a Cody Rhodes fan of like, what if they actually go with CM Punk? Because like they're going to do CM Punk and Roman at some point. They, they would be, it would be insane for them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. 
It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Could be not to do that. And this is where people in the chat that don't like what I'm saying about Punk and think that I don't understand he can do business. I understand he can do really big business, once again, in the short term with certain people. So like him versus Roman Reigns, you have to do that match. Like you have to. I think it'd be insane if you didn't. It's just a matter of like, do you do it before Cody gets another shot at Roman? Like, do you let Cody beat Roman? And then you do Roman and, and Punk non-title afterwards? That's probably the best case scenario for me. But in all honesty, the best case scenario for money and for interest would be Punk versus Roman for the title. Because there's like a lot of, it's hard at this point to get people to believe anyone's going to beat Roman outside of Cody at WrestleMania. Like even LA Knight, like, to his credit, he got himself massively over, but like nobody really believed he was going to beat Roman for that title. And people felt the same way about Jey Uso and a lot of the challengers for, for Roman. They just don't think he's got a shot. CM Punk, people would feel like CM Punk's coming back and is actually going to beat like it would, there would be legitimate doubt and in, in feeling that Punk could come in and beat Roman Reigns for that title. So I feel like it'd be a missed opportunity not to do that. The problem for Punk fans and for Punk and for potentially business is you'd have to have Roman win. You could not have CM Punk win that match because it's got, it has to have, you have to eventually get this onto Cody. You have to. And if it isn't going to be Cody, it can't, like, you got to actually make somebody with this win. CM Punk's already made. You heard the pop in Chicago, you heard the pop in Nashville. He's going to get massive pops everywhere for a little while, at least. Eventually, they'll turn on him a bit, but he also understands that. And he'll eventually, he'll want to be a heel in WWE at some point, probably pretty soon, too. Like, he'll, after the, like, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a plan, but at the same time, there isn't a plan, right? Because there might be a plan now, but Triple H even said it at the post press conference at Survivor Series, and I believe him. I don't think the punk stuff actually came together until the last minute. It was Chicago. It was right place, right time. It was his contract. was He was available. And I think they were just like, you know what? Let's bring you out. Let's get the big pop. And we'll figure things out after that. They told the people that needed to know he was going to be there, and they probably have a good idea about his, his you know, some of his main feuds. And CM Punk's probably cool with it. The wrestlers are probably cool with it. And they kind of have an idea of where they're heading. But like the week to week for him is like they're they're figuring it out as they go because I, I honestly believe it was put together super last minute. So um, even to the point of like the promo getting cut short on Monday, like I mean I think it's all it's all touch and go. But it's also this opportunity, like people are saying in the chat, where it's like if you're the WWE and you have this opportunity. I'm not saying the WWE should not have brought CM Punk in. I'm not, I'm not completely ignorant, okay? I'm just saying as like a fan of Cody Rhodes, as a fan of like what the WWE is doing right now, like I think that their, their product is actually, for what it's supposed to be and the, the buzz it's generating, I think they're doing really well. And it's proven in their business and their, in, in, in everything they're doing. And I just don't see the need the need for Punk, but I understand the idea of bringing him in and causing and, and creating a lot of buzz for your, for your company. Um. I, I get it. You know, I get it. It just, it doesn't mean I like it. I just, and I, and once again, as a Cody, if you're a fan of Cody Rhodes or if you're a fan of like just young wrestlers that you want to get a chance, this isn't a great thing. In my opinion, you see punk might wrestle some of the younger wrestlers and help like, like he did like Lee Moriarty and stuff in AEW. I could see that. I think that'd be a good thing, but just like CM Punk said in his own promo, I don't think it's great for some of these people that have been working their asses off year over year in the WWE dedicated to the WWE 
that have worked for these spots and he just walks right in and it's like, I, I get it. He's the bigger star. I get it. Um, but here's the other thing, dude. I, someone no, no one's mentioned. I'd like to see him against Logan Paul. Honestly, I think that'd be an, that'd be fascinating. CM Punk and Logan Paul, the two the things the two of them would say to each other, and then the actual match that they could potentially have. Like, so you know, as much as I don't like the the man Phil Brooks for a lot of the decision making, I understand. Okay, I get I get what? he's a big star. Okay, I, I will say a, a few things here. One, he did help AEW's business. There's no denying that. Look, I said I said the stuff about Punk when he was in AEW. People could feel a, a type of way because you, you mentioned it, but Punk did come in like after the pandemic and everything. Tony Khan wanted him as the startup company and then, or as the company started up. And Punk was like, no, I'm going to wait and see because he's probably been burned by, yeah, we got a lot of money. Every, everything's going to be great. And he took a wait and see. Pandemic happened. After the pandemic, Punk came in. I, I said it at the time. Certain people could feel a type of way about that. Do I know that that had anything to do with feelings on one side, the elite side, the Punk side? I don't know for certain. I could see how they would feel a certain way. But he he still helped the company. First million dollar gate, boosted sales, boosted ratings, all of that stuff. The, the reason the AEW business fell off is partially because of all the stuff that happened with Punk, but also because they just didn't pivot well out of it. Their solution was, let's add another show and build it around Punk. And then it, that fell apart very quickly. See, I think he wanted out like then. Like, I don't think he, like, you know what I mean? Like, before he even came back and they made Collision, I think in his own mind, he, like, didn't even want to be there. And that was a big, like, last-ditch effort to keep him happy. It was like, we'll give you your own show, you know? And it still didn't work. I'm, I can see that, honestly, because he was going around making amends with WWE and Impact and, and stuff during that suspension time. I can, I can honestly see that. I know that's been a conspiracy theory floated out there that he he wanted out before all of that, but I don't know if that's true or not. He certainly, either, yeah. like he, he had his own show. Uh, he ran things a certain way. He's not going to get away with a lot of that at WWE. It's a different structure. It's a different environment, right? WWE's been the machine for decades. AEW hasn't even been around for barely five years. It's a startup versus a well, well-established company. And Punk came in there and wanted to run things a certain way. He had a, a owner who was a big fan of his and was like, oh, I have CM Punk. Okay, I will kind of acquiesce to things. And then that that's just not going to happen in WWE. And I think Punk knows that as well. I, I think Punk knows like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do a lot of these things. So I will, I'm just going to have to kind of be part of the machine. Like, does that make him a hypocrite? Yeah. I, I don't know if he re recognizes that. To be honest, I don't care if he recognizes that. As long as he makes good television for me. Um, sure. But you, you, you said, oh, the stuff about working with young guys. There ain't a lot of young guys in WWE. There, a lot of them are in NXT. I don't know when they're going to come up. I have no idea how that's going to work. Look at all their top stars. They are all older people. Like that. Yeah. That's kind of the, I don't know about joke, but like they are all they're all just older people they're all just more established talents and so maybe that it plays a role in this too of like punk isn't gonna come in here and just work a bunch of young guys he's gonna be working a bunch of guys who have been around for a while who are probably gonna be professional again i think seth is very professional with it 
Uh, I, I think they're working the, the, the whole survivor series stuff, but there's not a whole lot of young guys for him to be like, yeah, I want to work with this young guy, this young guy, this young guy. It's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to work with guys who have been around and who know how to kind of deal with things. who have just been here for a while. And so yeah. I think that actually helps when it comes to CM Punk. I also think the style that WWE works is probably better for him than the AEW style. And I, he went out of his comfort zone a little bit and AEW, but Punk works a, a certain style and that it is not the, I, I think there was a reason why we didn't see CM Punk and Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega works a more fast paced athletic style that CM Punk. He ain't that great of an athlete. He's a very good professional wrestler, but he ain't that great of an athlete. You saw when he tried to just do even the uh, buckshot lariat mm-hmm. when he, like that didn't work out well for him. He's not that guy. You can see it literally, literally when he throws head kicks. He doesn't like the kick doesn't spin him in a circle. Like a, like a normal person who throws an actual kick, like the pivot, he, he throws a kick and then he spins his own body afterwards. So it looks like he's, I mean, yeah, he's not, he's not an athlete. It was, you know, it is what it is. He was never an athlete, though. Like, he was never known as an athlete. He, he's like a – a lot of people that get into wrestling were like at, like were like athletes, like college athletes, high, even high school athletes and stuff. Like, CM Punk was like a comic book guy. You know what I mean? This is more akin to like him being like a, in like a superhero movie than like him being like like a sports star, which is okay. Like, I'm not not I'm not dogging that. I'm just saying like that's that's how I see it. Um, I also need to bring up real quick because you brought a point up earlier that I see a lot of people bring up WWE's different structure. They're not going to deal with the BS and so on and so forth. I completely, I completely agree from like the WWE standpoint that they won't, but let's not forget that this guy literally quit this company before. So is that what you guys are hoping for is like, Oh, well, you know, if things don't, you know, who's just going to quit, you know, like last time it's like, well, dude, you're, you're now working for the doofus son-in-law that you were talking about that you were hoping things would be better for whenever Vince, you know, died or whatever. And like Vince for all intents and purposes, like isn't really factored in right now. And it is on triple H. It's just, it's just so, it's just so hypocritical. And I think it's hypocritical for WWE and CM Punk fans to think that like, just because it's a, it's a better structure in the WWE that things are going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Like he's quit this company before it was the same company. They're bigger now. They're probably going to be less tolerant to BS. But like he quit last time. I don't know why that would anything would stop him from doing the same thing now outside of him not having other options before I guess he maybe because even when he quit the WWE the first time, he didn't I, I, options wise, it, you know, he might have known he might have a you might go to the UFC, I guess, but like there wasn't anything outside of WWE then either, which is kind of interesting too, you know. There wasn't like another there wasn't like impact there wasn't he wasn't gonna go anywhere outside WWE outside of maybe UFC then too, which is you know, just quitting. So I do think that if we're going to look at 10 years ago, I think Triple H is very correct in like 10 years. A lot has changed in 10 years. If you want to bring up the the punk history with AEW and how that didn't work out, that stuff I can buy. 10 years, Triple H was still a wrestler and trying to protect his own spot in that. that. That Triple H is not, he doesn't, He's not trying to get himself over at this point. Protocols when it comes to injuries and things like that, all of that has completely changed in WWE. So I'm not holding 10 years ago and how Punk handled that exit, which I don't think he was totally wrong about, by the way. I'm not holding that of like, 
oh, he quit then. What's he going to do now? The the AEW stuff, yeah, that that was very recent history. That did not go well. That's where it comes to different structure, different environments. Well, that's, that can't be ignored, though. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's all this is together for me. Like, it's all one of the same. Like, because had, had this had the blow with AEW not happened, and we're talking about strictly a 10 year gap and like starting fresh, I completely agree. But, and also, listen, the, WWE isn't blameless for CM Punk quitting before, like I like you just said. And listen, AEW isn't completely blameless either. I, I'm sure there are, are things that the Young Bucks, that Kenny Omega, that Jungle Boy, and, and so on and so forth could have could have. Everyone probably could have handled stuff differently. Okay, like I, I'm I'm not ignorant enough to think that like it's all CM Punk being the problem always, but. At a certain point, people just have to start being the bigger people. And I guess I guess that's what the hope is for the WWE audience, the CM Punk audience for WWE, is that, like, I think that they are convinced, and, and I hope that this is the case. I think they're convinced that he's just, he's past it. Like, he's the more mature person at this point. He doesn't want to talk about the AW drama. He just wants to come in, pretend like that didn't really happen, and just be a big WWE superstar, like be the and just make as much money as he possibly can between now and the time he has to retire or whatever. Like just here's and here's the other thing with WWE that 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 you that that they can provide that other companies we well AEW hasn't been around long enough for us to know. But one thing WWE can do for you is like if you're CM Punk and you're that level of star, you can. The hope is probably after like a like a full time run of like a couple years you're like locked in kind of forever with them. So you pop up like a couple of times a year, you do like WrestleMania once a year or whatever, and you can continue to be a part of that system and, and have steady money, big money coming in every year still without having to do a whole lot like on the show, but you can still be involved. And I think CM Punk could like, that's what I think kind of the hope for the, that's what the, the expectation for the, for the WWE fan base, I think should be this for CM Punk. Come in, don't fight anybody for real backstage. Like just roll with the punches. I've learned personally, dude, I've had a lot of shoot jobs and stuff over the years. And even the, the job that I have currently, it's just, there are plenty of things and plenty of times where I've like said to myself out loud, I've cut promos to my mirror basically. And been like, I need to, someone in my, in my job needs to hear this. My boss needs to hear this, blah, blah. And then when it comes down to having that actual conversation with my boss, I just kind of like bite my tongue. And I'm just like, you know what? I think if I don't say anything and I just kind of just, I'll just take it on the chin. I'll just take it on the chin and like, just see what happens. Worst case scenario, I'll quit. If I hate it that much, I'll just quit eventually. But like, I'll just keep it. And what I realized is like opportunities just started kind of coming my way. It was like, cause I wasn't being an asshole to people and they realized that I was doing my best and that, and that like the problems that I was dealing with weren't even really that big of problems to begin with. And there were ways to change things and things that could be fixed. And like, and just for what it's worth, y'all, I and I don't know if I'll get it or not. And there's some people in the chat that hate me today that don't want anything good for me, probably. But um, later today, I actually have a job interview with my. It's with the company I'm already with for a potential promotion, and it's something I wasn't. They came to me and said, "Hey, you should probably interview for this. You might. You got a good shot." And it's like, and a lot of that I think was simply just because I could I get along with the people I work with, and I do a good job at my job, and I don't cause controversy, and I don't I don't. Sh- cut promos on my bosses and I don't tell, I don't try to fight my coworkers or throw my coworkers on the bus for any reason. I don't go into business for myself. And if punk can just be a mature 45 year old male adult and just go in there 
and just do the, just like Cody Rhodes says, just do the work. That's another thing that I, I respect so much about Cody beyond how I feel about him as like a person, the message there of, of doing the work that goes beyond becoming the WWE champion. I, I legitimately, I just got to sound so corny. I legitimately think about that stuff all the time when I'm working my shoot job, when I'm doing my pushups for the day and stuff like that. When I, when I go do something I don't want to have to do, I think about Cody and him, Tim talking about that. Just do the work, do the work. Like he's talked about it before that it even means like this, there's something just has to get done. There's something just has to get done and just man up and do it. And I think Punk just has to kind of have that do the work attitude. He's got to come in and be a Cody Rhodes fan. And he's got to, he's got to just, he just got to take some stuff on the chin, do good business, get along with his coworkers. As long as he just gets along with his coworkers, even if he goes out there and loses every single match on screen, which will not happen. I know they're not going to go out there and just job him out. But even if he went out there and lost every match, he could have a lot of fun. He can make a ton of money. His fans could still be there. Like all you gotta do, like literally, dude. The, you're, it's they you, they brought you back. All you have to do is just get along with people. That's literally all you have to do, and you're set for the rest of your life in this company. So, I, I think that's what the, I think that's where the CM Punk fans are at in their mind, and, and that's where I'm trying to get to, and hopefully we'll get to also eventually. Is like just get along, move past it, make money, put on good television, give us some dream matches. You know, that's, I think that's pretty level-headed way to look at it. I, I just, I don't think he's there. I think they think he's there. I don't think he is, but he could change my mind. It's going to take some time though. Let me throw this idea at you, Jensen. Okay. WrestleMania night one, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, WWE world heavyweight championship. CM Punk wins, right? WrestleMania night one, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, undisputed, WWE Universal Championship, Cody Rhodes wins, right? WrestleMania Night 2, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, unification match, CM Punk wins. Your thoughts? So you're basically saying like Cody wins the title but then loses it the next night to CM Punk? Yes. I mean, I don't like that idea, obviously, but like I wouldn't lose it in the same – like I need – Really? Listen, I need Cody Rhodes to win this damn title. Like this is, but listen, to hold want, it for one night no, and no, no. see a punk. Listen, him holding it for one night is better than him not getting it at all. But they, that that would be the dumbest booking ever because you'd be you'd be beating Roman finally, and then just like you know, just like it, 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 it making someone a transitional one day champion after a three year title run is not good. Um, but I, I'm going to say it. I know I've said it before, and we've talked about it on the show before, and like how unlikely it is, but. If Cody or sorry, if Roman gets past this WrestleMania with this title, he's he's running past Bruno. I don't care what anyone's saying; he's carrying it for the next five years. Um, so get used to it. But I uh, no, I mean obviously I would hate that idea. But like I I really want well, like I said before, if Cody was already the champion and had a run with the title, and then Punk beat him for that title after Cody had a run with it, I'm not like I don't have a, a huge issue with that. But I I do have a huge it. The big thing is who's who beats Roman. Like that's that's the real winner here. Who's going to get the win over Roman for that title? And in my opinion, it should be Cody. There are people that will disagree that think it's kind of similar. The reasons that I I don't want you know like like they'll say he left also and 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 can't. But what he did when he left is so different than anyone else. Like he left and he he legit changed the game. Like he. All in AEW. I mean, look at what this guy accomplished and the value he raised himself. And he changed his character completely. 
and WWE purchased the American Nightmare. They didn't come back and get the 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 dashing Cody Rhodes. They 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 went out and they bought the American Nightmare and brought that in as something almost completely new and different. Like I, he's got to be the one. He's got to be. And if it, once again, if yeah. it isn't him. But if it isn't, it can't be, you know, it can't be someone who's already established to that. Le- like it, because Punk, the thing with Cody is Cody can be your next Cena for like, even though Cody's already, I know he's getting close to 40, but he's healthy for at least another like five years or so. He's your guy that does all the talk shows, does all the make a wishes. Like he's your guy. And you got some time to work with to find your guy after him now. But it can't be CM Punk coming in and getting that. It just can't. Well, it is going to be Cody. Cody's going to win and then lose it the next night to CM Punk. Right. I know what you're saying, but okay. But once again, that win should be the launching point for like, like, even if it was, I'll just throw some like names out there that it, I probably won't be, but like, which is someone I like. I, I'm a, I'm a very big fan of Ilya Dragunov. I have been since he was uh, in NXT UK. I covered NXT UK. Every episode of that show existed over the Weekender podcast. So I'm very familiar with Dragunov. I love what he did with Gunther, um, his 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 series of matches with him, and I just saw his match with, uh, with Nathan with Nathan Frazier, uh, Ben Carter. I think it was last was last night, two nights ago, um, where he hit him with like the three H bombs um, and stuff. And it's like, dude, this guy is intense. This guy is real intense. I like. I would love to see him in there mixing up with Roman as like a real contender at some point. Like Gunther himself, like he's done phenomenal. Gunther, outside of Cody Rhodes, and like, Gunther's probably my favorite guy on the WWE show. I mean, like I, 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 and he's so like generic looking, and his 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 work just just shines. Like he he he's the guy's incredible, and what and I love that the company's actually invested in him, giving him this run. So like there are people that just would I think would just benefit so much more from it than 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 Punk would. Um, now Punk can come in and he can beat Seth Rollins for that title. That's I'm, I'm okay with that. Personally, I'd like to see Rollins beat him. Like, I, I think that would be a nice, like, thank you, Seth, for, for you, you staying all these years and you being our guy and you taking the L's three times to Cody when he came in, we're going to give, we're going to give you this big one. Finally. Um, especially because Seth is so damn over, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I think ultimately Punk's going to win the world the world title from, uh, from uh, Seth Rollins. I think that, and that, I think that makes sense. And he keeps him away from Roman for the time being. So that Cody can, can do that. I expected you to have a much different reaction to that. I, I respect your professionalism there. Well, what I'm going to say, I mean, like, <laughs> I've got a microphone and you don't. So you listen to every goddamn word I have to say, everybody. I mean, like, I mean, what am I going to really, I, Y'all know how I feel about Punk. Y'all know how I feel about Cody. I'm trying to be level-headed about the whole thing. Like, cause I know, I know, I know Punk's got a ton of fans that just love him. I just see, I just see things differently. But once again, I do, I've changed my mind about plenty of, of people and wrestlers over the years that I, I either didn't like or saw no value in or like whatever. And they, I'm not, that's, that's one. And another thing is too, a lot of the stuff that I'm saying, I've said before, guys like Kevin Nash are saying is guys that I really respect. So I know, so I know I'm not crazy, you know? So I'm trying to think of another scenario now. Okay, what about this one? <laughs> I had to throw LA Knight in there somehow. For who? Uh, CM Punk 
CM Punk beats Seth for the title. The Roman match is LA Knight against Cody against Roman. LA Knight pins Cody to win Roman's title. And then Punk beats LA Knight on night two to unify the titles. Yeah, these are ridiculous <laughs> scenarios. Um, Matthew, Matthew Hook says Roman isn't losing that title. People are assuming way too much about Cody winning. Listen, I think Cody is really the only person that, like, that makes real sense. But I've just said it. I don't know if you just jumped in, but like I just said, I do think it's possible that Roman gets past WrestleMania again with the title and literally beats Bruno's reign. Like I think there's a possibility he doesn't lose this thing for like another handful of years or whatever. Because you have this other title that Seth can defend, and you can just use that as that's that's the main title. And then Roman comes and goes. You know, Roman wrestles a couple times a year for the next few years, and just. And they're not going to have an opportunity to do this with anybody else in our lifetime, probably. Like the, to to have a run like this to potentially beat Bruno. Is it just Bruno that he's that he's after this point? There's Hogan also. Ackland as well. Yeah, I think didn't Hogan have like a run like this also that was about this long, or maybe cumulatively as much. Um, they they change the days and the rules based on what what they want. Of course, work, so. of course. That's that's very that's very <laughs> understood. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh. But no, I, I'm 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 not. Listen, after after last year's WrestleMania, like I was sure Cody was getting it done then, and that didn't happen. So like, trust me, I I, I by no means am in like some comfort zone of thinking. Because here's the other the other X factor in the elephant in the room is if The Rock somehow does become available and wants to do WrestleMania, like if that happens, everything goes out the window, and it's The Rock and Roman for sure, no matter what. So, I mean. And in that scenario, you would you'd imagine Roman would retain, and then once again, that proves into my theory of like if Roman retains this year, you might as well just have him keep running it up until he beats everyone, and he's and he's the the main champion ever. I mean, WWE, I've said it a thousand times, WWE is rewriting history the most they can right now for a lot of reasons. I think it's smart too. They just had this big merger, sale, whatever you want to call it, I, and they they have an opportunity to to make Roman Reigns the poster boy for everything they've ever had, especially when you have some like troubled history with some of those guys, right? Like. Hogan isn't like the best look. Warrior isn't the best look. There's a lot of these guys that like are in your history books for certain reasons. And it's like Roman, Roman is actually like a guy that people can look up to. I mean, regardless of if I want to see Cody beat him or not. Right. I, I respect the hell out of Roman Reigns. I really do. Um, you know, battling cancer, especially and all that stuff. Like I, I have a lot of history of cancer in my family. I've lost some of the closest people in my life to, to cancer. A lot of the closest people in my life. I, I take that stuff very seriously. So the man that Roman Reigns is, I, I have no problem with. And if literally if Cody Rhodes didn't exist, I'd be the biggest Roman Reigns fan in the fan in the world. Cause I'd be rallying for him not to lose the title all this time. Cause I love what he's doing. And I, I think he, I think I love the, the human being. Um, but uh, someone's, someone, someone's got to get the rub off this thing. It's like to make, WWE has given someone a real opportunity here to, to become a real star beating Roman Reigns for this thing. And, you can also make the argument that Cody doesn't really need it because he's so over himself. I understand that. But part of why I think Cody's so over is because of that specific story and people wanted to see him fulfill the destiny for his family. So that's how I feel in a nutshell about all of it. You know, Andy gives us super chat says punk going back is my version of Hogan in O2 guy who made me fall in love with wrestling back in WWE during a time when the product's clicking. Hey man, a lot of people are happy CM Punk's back. I'm happy you're happy that CM Punk is back. I'm happy that he's back. I just like good television. And I think CM Punk, for the most part, is good television. The promo on Monday was what it was. Uh, I'm looking forward to the actual feuds. 
that it can be him because there's a lot of fresh stuff. There's a lot he can say. There's a lot other people can say. There's a lot of ways they can go with this for however long it lasts, for however long it lasts. It might be three months. It might be six months. It might be three years. It might be six years. I don't know. Maybe everybody's matured. Maybe everybody plays ball. As long as we get AJ Lee in a Rumble appearance, that's all I really care about. There you go. That's some other topics I guess we should talk about before the end of this show, huh? All right. AEW, an actual AEW topic. By the way, Cody Rhodes was a coward for not going full bore war games there. That was lame on his part. Cody Rhodes won war games. Lame winning. I I theorized that like once they were told that Punk was coming back, Randy just kiboshed everything. He's like, no one's going to care about all the stuff we do because in the end, Punk's going to come back. Let's just go out here, have a clean heel gets the advantage, babyface save. Heel gets the advantage, babyface save. Advantage, save. I come in, we hit all our big moves, big RKO. Cody wins, CM Punk, go home. We don't need to do all this nonsense. And by the way, if that's true, bless Randy. That's the way to book it. Because Cody could have done all of that. And then they're just like, well, CM Punk return anyway. So he didn't need to. He didn't need to. He's still cowardly. He should have tried. Should have tried. He should have tried to take the shine from CM Punk's return. Let it be known. Cody Rhodes allowed CM Punk to have the spotlight at Survivor Series. Good it. on Cody Rhodes. A true, yeah, yeah. true professional. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs will lead us off with the Super Chat here. The best thing AW could have done was put on a great show that showcased their alternative, a great matchups, and dropped a couple <laughs> of bombs on cable. Mission accomplished. I agree with you. MJF tweeted before the show yesterday. It was really early in the morning. Like, let's restore the feeling. There's been a lot of talk about AEW and how they've gone a certain direction with the sports entertainment stuff and wanting to bring it back to what people originally loved about AEW, which is an actual alternative. And I thought last note felt like an old school dynamite show where you're getting great matches that matter because they're part of the continental classic. You're getting good angles. I like the, the devil stuff. Uh, that was an interesting twist on the way that they did it. And it, it, it was a show that flew by. And I felt like AEW shows have not flown by the way that they had, that they used to a lot recently so i do agree that last night's show was very good adam copeland as i've always said on the show huge huge adam copeland fan one of my favorite wrestlers of all time another just five-star performance from him in that segment with christian cage he's always been better than christian cage no matter what um so i i thought dynamite was uh very good yeah jeff l driver says you know why jeremy it didn't have too much stuff yeah it it didn't feel like it was a well-paced show that flew by too. It wasn't like this is done. Let's go to this. This is done. Let's go to this. Um, I thought it was a good show last night. Yeah. Your, your thoughts overall. And then we do have a couple of uh, central topics to hit on as well. Yes. Now I had to, I had to go back and rewatch some of this after the fact, because I did attend Dave and Buster's last night on half off Wednesdays. And um, I did win baseball pro four times. I won the ball drop game and I won the uh, football uh, football pro game all last night. Got got some big got some big W's. Last night. I put up 32 on baseball pro. My top score is 44. Uh, the jackpot is 16. So I made sure to run it up. There's a guy in there, by the way. Don't know his name. See him in there every time I'm in there. I call him knee pads because he actually wears he, he brings knee pads to Dave and Buster's because the game's like low on the ground. He's like he's like he's probably 50 something years old. Comes in there with knee pads. 
gets down on his knees and plays the machine um, nonstop. So I went in there and put up 30, 32 runs in his face last night. It felt pretty good. Um, he didn't come in. Yeah, David Busters, damn it. Love that you had that queued up. Oh my, I forgot completely about that. That that is amazing. That's and that that's why you're the best. What you do near me. <laughs> but uh, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the show last night. I mean, I thought it was great. The the MJF stuff that we're gonna get into. Well, I, I'll say the main event I thought was great too. Like uh, Jay White and Swerve, I thought was a really good main event, and I love that they're really pushing Swerve. Like they they need to come out of the Hangman thing. Like and he's he's organically over as a babyface, being like a a like a I don't even know what the right – he's, like, the most, like, heinous villain they put on the screen outside of, like, some of the stuff MJF said on camera. And, like, <laughs> people love it because of because of his performances. He's, he's won them all over. It's pretty it's, – it's interesting, but it's cool. Um, you, so when it comes to MJF stuff, do you remember that show Ghost Rider back in the day? The With Nicolas Cage? Huh? With Nicolas Cage? I remember the No, 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 no. There was a TV show. It was like a kid's show. And it was on like the WB or something on like Saturday mornings. And it was called Ghost Rider. And this reminded me of that. Like Ghost Rider would like write messages to the kids. It was like clues. And they would like. Oh, okay. And so when I saw this last night, I just thought of Ghost Rider. So I'm definitely aging myself, but you're the same age I am. People in the chat might remember Ghost Rider. And if you do, do you get the comparisons here? Because I was like, it felt like... I, like I, there's uh, a comic book character called Ghost Rider, right? Mm, the, the guy probably. on the motorcycle. But it's Rider, oh, R-I-D-E-R. Yeah. You're saying Rider... Rider, W... Yeah, W-R-I-T-E-R. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Rider. Anyways. That was going to be my rap name if I ever made it big as a rapper. It was going to be Ghost Rider because I'm white. And you know, yes, but I write the lyrics. Uh, yeah, so I like that. I have a, a good buddy named uh, <laughs> named Daniel, who's Jewish, just as I am. And uh, his rap name was uh, he said, if you ever became a rapper, you'd be Jumanji, which I always thought was a good, <laughs> a good rap name for a Jewish dude. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the MJF stuff's interesting. I think people, dude. MJF might be the devil still. I know people are like, they, like, there's no way after last night. I, I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as to say like, well, look at the Aces and Eights storyline. Bubba Ray got his ass beat multiple times and turned out to be the leader of that group. I'm not saying that. Look at what actually happened though last night. Like, no one really hit MJF. No one really punched him. He just kind of got onto the ground and they held him there. And he knew Samoa Joe was coming out for the save because Samoa Joe literally told him last week, anything happens to you, I'm going to be right there. I think MJF still might be the devil and the group around him. I think Wardlow is one of the guys. It might be the damn pinnacle. It could be FTR under the hood. It might be Spears. It might be those guys for all I know, but one of them looks like Wardlow and Wardlow's hair was all messed up for his match, which kind of leads people to believe they're like a, they're like planting seeds and clues with that maybe even, but I'm just putting it out there that like after last night and I know they could, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I just think it's totally possible. It's still MJF. It's probably most likely Adam Cole, but I think it's possible. It's MJF, some of the pinnacle members and maybe Brit, like Brit has turned on Adam Cole. Cause I think Brit's in the group. So like, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, cause I think Brit could be in the devil mask okay. potentially. And in these videos and if Brit and MJF are working together, 
like that would make Adam Cole an even more super baby face. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's most likely Adam Cole still. I think that's probably what makes most sense still. Maybe Jungle Boy potentially still. But I also think they're doing the Ghost Rider thing so that you don't hear the voice of the devil. Because people yeah, heard I Jack see. Perry laughing last week. And we were all like, wait, Jungle Boy is the devil. Um, so, yeah. That's how I feel about it. I still think it's Adam Cole. That's that's where I've uh, kind of landed on all of this. I think it's Adam Cole. Um, I did like last night in the way that they did the the ghost writing thing because instead of doing a voice, you know, it was a, a little something different. I did. I love the announcers. Like we got the IT department on this. Like, all right, get him, Chris Mueller. Go get him. <laughs> solve these IT issues that someone's hacked the the stream. I do think they're maybe trying to tease that it um, could be a shark Mitch's Mustafa Ali. Uh, there, there's Sammy Callahan. He, he, you know, he was infamously the hacker in uh, NXT and Impact. They did a very similar thing in Impact as well. So I think they're trying to throw you off with that as well. I think Adam Cole makes the most sense of he's trying to get the protect MJF, but also get the title off of him. Uh, kind of deal. You know, Britt. People have brought up Britt, and she's tweeted that like you know mjf gets this promo time i've got no promo time on dynamite all year she hasn't been on television yes she liked the tweet about uh somebody saying mjf was the reason the feeling has been lost um so she liked that tweet and people kind of have, have caught on to that i was very surprised they were in pittsburgh last weekend and Britt wasn't on that show i don't know how your AEW you run a pittsburgh show and don't have Britt baker that was sus- suspect but also more fuel for the fire if she is in this because she can use that as like i was yeah. you know like, we were in pittsburgh you didn't have me on the damn show like i'm a, that's why i'm attacking this part of the reason that i'm attacking this company is because one one of the people in the devil mask like the first one they showed i'm pretty sure looked female it was someone who was smaller and i think i think it was brit that was my initial my initial thought when this whole thing started was i think Britt baker is involved in this and it makes sense because i think adam cole or mjf are involved in this too and she's linked to adam cole obviously so I'm with you. We're all kind of on the same page here, I think, with this. I don't I don't know if Britt is clear or not. The fact that she hasn't wrestled in a while is just a little curious to me. Even if she's not cleared to wrestle, not having her on Pittsburgh just to come out and like do something. Do the towel. Do the Yeah, it was a little was a little strange. Um but like, you know, if they don't have like plans for her and she is part of this, then I can I guess understand like you don't want to put her on screen while all of this is going on. If there are no actual concrete plans to, to feature her moving forward. So I kind of get it. If it leads to something, if it, if she's not part of this, and then she just returns to return. And then they didn't have her in Pittsburgh. It's just an odd decision. Usually they're very good about the hometown stuff and getting people featured on that. Um, so I was, it was just odd that Britt Baker was not featured on the Pittsburgh show. Well, cause even then, like, even if it was supposed to be a part, like even if Brit is a part of this uh, with the devil or is the devil or whatever, I think that uh, it would throw people off even more. Like it'd be even more of like a red herring if she showed up in Pittsburgh and she was a baby face and people were cheering with her. You know what I mean? Cause then people would be like, Oh yeah. Like they would think that she wasn't involved. In something yeah. like that. It's more obvious that she would be, if she's not on the show constantly and she's tweeting about stuff during the show about not being on the show, it makes you think that she's, got sour grapes with the company. So you're going to measure out sour grapes with the company. Um, so 
I'm a little surprised MJF is wrestling next week. I know it's a tag match. I do think Joe's going to do the bulk of the work in that match. And of course, who knows the two people. I think you got to make the mystery assailants next week look a little strong because if they're just two dudes who get beat by Joe and MJF in like 30 seconds, then your group looks weak, right? Like you, you right. don't want the group to immediately come out looking weak, but MJF has the banged up shoulder, uh, apparently torn labrum. That's what he tweeted and then deleted. Um, he's banged up coming out of full gear. You got a month until world's end. It's a risk to take that he gets injured a little bit more. So I, that's why I was a little surprised he was going to wrestle at all. But again, I think Joe will do the bulk of the work next week and maybe mjf comes in for a hot tag or something but mj or joe's whole game is like i'm trying to protect mjf i want him healthy like i want him at 100 percent. so there are no excuses and this is where mjf could be kind of like the theory that he could be the devil is like he wants me healthy i can get healthy but i'm gonna put him on the line yes. and soften him up Exactly. And that was exactly what I was about to get to. That's because I think that that's totally logical that like that now he knows that Samoa, he like, he's the bait. Like he, yeah. MJF is the bait. Like he knows that where he is, Samoa Joe is going to be. So he can have it set up to where these guys attack Samoa Joe and injure him so that it's easier for him to beat Samoa Joe. I, I think that's totally possible. I'm, I'm just saying <coughs> that the devil's, Aside of, there's obviously the the possibility that the devil, the person in the devil mask, has been changing. That it isn't one person under that mask every time. There could be pre-recorded stuff. There's ways you can you can explain around it that it don't make real world logical sense because it's professional wrestling. You can you can make it however you really want to make it. But if outside of Britt Baker, I would say like the three top candidates for this thing being the devil are MJF, Adam Cole, and Jack Perry. I think Jack Perry's a little too niche, too inside baseball, depending on where they go with it. And so it really comes, I think it really comes down to Adam Cole and, and MJF. Adam Cole is almost like, both of these guys are like too obvious in certain ways, but like MJF has been telling us the entire time, his whole career, if you go back to the Indies, don't trust this guy. He hates you. He want, he He thinks you're all idiots. If you, there's no better way to get you to hate his guts even more than to make him love you, make you love him. And then he stabbed us all in the back. And I'm just saying like, don't, don't rule out that MJF is the devil this entire time. Um, I, I, I think it's most likely Adam Cole though. Like if I had to make a, a gun to my head, make a choice, I'd say it's Adam Cole, but, uh, or Adam Cole and Britt Baker, like a combination of the two of them doing it. Um, but We'll see. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. It's interesting, at least. Yeah. Um, the other topic from AEW is Adam Copeland, who I've always been a huge fan of, uh, getting his match against Christian Cage next week for the TNT title. Christian came out and did the whole spiel of, like, we've always been brothers. You know, he mentioned Adam's father. Um, like, you know, we, we should team one last time. Like, I get it now after you took out Luchasaurus. Sorry, I mean Kill Switch. Uh, you know, I went for a drive and I thought about everything. Like you're right, we should team. Then he's gonna hit him with the title. Copeland kicked him in the dick, and then he was like, you know, I'm taking that title from you. And then I, I, I literally said to the wife, I was like, he should tell him to go fuck himself. And what did he do? He told him to go fuck himself. And 
The, the sensors did not catch that one. They were a little <laughs> late on the trigger. There. That was hilarious. They were really late. Like it was, <laughs> it was like ten seconds later. They they muted the the feed, and I was like, I was laughing so hard. I I rarely even like tweet during wrestling shows anymore. But I had I had to say something about that one. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, they were they were a little late on that one, and uh, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna get Copeland and Christian next week. I do think Christian could keep the title by the way um i i think he's better off with it than than copeland but this is an adam copeland that i can actually get behind instead of the person who initially came in who was just being a little bitch uh now like i like him with sorry for the pun a little edge on this stuff and the where he is actually um actually central and understanding what's going on because again i said it when he came in and did the promo we did it's time blah blah blah. blah. i was like dude have you not watched this product this is this is far away from what christian has actually been doing like this is kind of a lame way to go about it i thought now he finally realized like yeah i was being lame i need to actually pull christian in and try to beat some sense into him and then you know christian tries to play coward and then be christian by turning and copeland is not falling for it so i like this i like this adam copeland christian should still win christian's still better sorry yeah. Adam copeland there you go i mean i yeah i i love I, i've talked about it plenty of weeks you know i love what christian's doing um and the the, the patriarch as, as the what, what do you call it? the the patriarchy i guess what they're calling the group yeah the patriarchy um um but he uh <laughs> Yeah, I love the promo. Even when he messed up and he said Luchasaurus, he was like, "Kill switch, kill switch," like let it like simmer, like because like even then, like he'll even find ways to get little cheap heat when he messes up, which I think is good. Um, was it last week on Dynamite or maybe it was Collision? Copeland cut a really good promo, also like it was, it was Collision real, backstage. Collision. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Like so, he's he's doing damn good work. I I I got nothing bad I can say about him right now. I think he was. He had, he had gotten like kind of watered down and like I I what he was doing towards the end of his WWE run just wasn't interesting and stuff and the Judgment Day stuff didn't hit and whatnot and this is like he's been like reinvigorated like I I'm I'm looking forward to him versus Christian in uh it's in it's in Canada in Montreal is that the, the yeah. there? so it's in Montreal so um yeah it's gonna be great and I'm with you I think Christian could could very well win I I could see it going either way honestly. Um, I think either way it makes sense, but I think it's gonna be a damn good match. They should give those guys like a half hour, forty five minutes. Honestly, just, just like have. I know you don't love the like the long matches. Sometimes edges stuff gets a little overbooked. Yeah, that's the greatest. That's match my of all concern. Time. Um, well, I mean that was that was what it was for the. I actually like like that match. Like non, uh, like non ironically, I do like the greatest match of all time. I don't think it's the greatest match of all time, but I do think it was like a good wrestling match i think it's hilarious still i'm gonna clock in for work by the way i'm doing this i um i think it's hilarious that that they marketed that as that before it ever happened like that was like it was set up for failure from the beginning like even even though it was a very good match it's like how can you call something the greatest match of all time before it happens that makes no sense um but uh but yeah i uh I don't have a whole lot more I can add. And luckily, like, even though I have to bounce in a second, you can talk about WrestleCade as long as you'd like to, because I know you were actually there live. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's a whole, not a whole more, lot more I can add really with the Adam Copeland and Ed stuff right now that we haven't already talked about. I think Mama Wayne is, is eventually going to turn and join up with them still. 
And uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to happen next week. And I think that's when, um, that's how Christian retains is mama Wayne is not happy that old Adam hit her son right in front of her in that way. Um, you know, they, I don't know if you saw that they, AW trademarked East West express. So I did. So I'll talk about that real quick. So like, for those of you who don't know the significance of that, East West Express is the tag team of Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver is a current JCW, the Jersey Championship Wrestling Champion. And um, he, uh, he he did not sign with AEW, at least to our knowledge, um, when Nick did. And they had their last match as a tag team against Cole Radrick and Alec Price, the garbage daddies, on GCW not too long ago. Um, so Nick could go really more full-time in AEW. And... Jordan Oliver is fantastic talent who's been in the game for a long time. Now he's like a young veteran and I would love if Jordo came in and he was the, like he joined up with like that patriarchy group and like East West express was like managed by Christian cage or something. I think that'd be awesome. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Jordan Oliver, I would highly recommend checking out his work. Like I said, he's been, he's been wrestling for years um, really all over the place, but his uh his kind of like main work currently is GCW and JCW, but he's also doing like some international stuff too now. So like, I would I I would highly he's a guy who it's it's he's like a it was a matter of time before he signed somewhere, and I have no idea what his current status is with this. You know, no idea if he's coming in AEW because they're trademarking East West Express or anything like that. But it's a pretty good sign that there is at least interest because. There's no other reason you'd be trademarking that exact term unless there was at least a thought of bringing Jordan Oliver in. So y'all should y'all should check out uh, Jordan Oliver. He's he's super super talented. Jason, I know you got to run. Anything you would like to to plug before you continue to no. do your job work? Yes. Um, no, you uh, you all can follow me on X at Fight Talk underscore. Um, listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday, sometimes Mondays on FightfulSelect.com. Talking the world of the independents independence um use code fight talk and independent wrestling.tv and wish me luck everyone uh i've got an interview in a few hours here to maybe get a promotion at my shoot job and even if i don't i still for the most part i like the job that i've got so it's not it's not a, it's not a be all end all type thing i'm still cool with where i'm at still doing my thing but i'd appreciate the good vibes today uh because this the big difference between this job and the job i currently do full disclosure the job I currently do, I have to do a lot of talking. I'm on the phone constantly. And it affects me because it, when I do all this other podcasting and stuff, my throat's always hurting. I'm always like coughing, clearing my throat out and stuff. and just doing so much talking. This new job would require me to talk almost never. So I can save my voice and my energy for these shows, finally, for the first time in years. Um, so anyways, wish me luck, everyone. Good to see you, Jeremy. Good to see you, chat. Whether you're an AEW fan, a WWE fan, a CM Punk fan, a CM Punk hater, I hope that everybody un- came in here today and understand that I I try to be level-headed about this. I have a long history about feelings about this guy that stem literally two decades plus. I have a perspective on it. You all have a perspective on it. We can all agree to disagree when it comes down to it. We're all, we're all professional wrestling fans. We should all really be friends with one another. We're already the niche of the niche of fans of something in the entertainment industry that no one else outside of our bubble even cares about or understands. I honestly, I wish, I wish the best to CM Punk and WWE and I hope it works out for him and his fans. Everyone have a good day. A lot of people wishing you good luck. Good luck, Jensen. Everyone, everyone saying good luck, sending the good vibes to Steven Jensen. There you go. All right, let's get into our interview with, I'll kind of talk about Russell Cade after on the other side of this 
interview. So if you'd like to stick around through this interview to hear me talk about Russell K, please do. Or if you're watching on demand, appreciate you sticking around. Uh, we talked to Josh Bishop. You saw him recently on MLW. He's going to be on MLW Fusion coming up. Josh has been around for a little bit, uh, mostly in AIW. Uh, I think a lot of people have seen him there. But we we talked about MLW. We talked about his friendship with Tom Waller. Facing Masato Tanaka, which was a big match. If you, if you haven't watched that, Josh Bishop and Masato Tanaka go. I believe it's on Fight Plus because that's where AIW airs. Go check out that match. Go seek out that match between Bishop and Tanaka. Uh, really fun chat with Josh Bishop. He's been on our show before. He's been on In the Weeds before. So he's a, he's very generous with his time. We appreciate it. All right, here we go. In the creator spotlights, our, our time. And guys, I do apologize before. I'm sorry. Uh, I do apologize. Usually we do, if you're, if you're listening, your first time listener on this, usually we do like an indie spotlight and another spotlight. We knew the punk stuff would be a lot to talk about tied in with Cody. We knew Jensen, uh, him being a CM Punk hater, would be a lot to talk about. So we kind of restructured things. We will get back to our usual stuff of talking about um, talking about the indies, talking about the other stuff. And I'll talk a little bit about it when it comes to GCW and, and WrestleCade this weekend, put some talents over on that. So before we do that, on the other side, I will talk about all that stuff. But before all of that, we will get into Josh Bishop, our great interview with him. Here we go in the creator spotlight with, uh, well, maybe not because the download for some reason did not work um all right that's that's always fantastic should probably have this a, a little bit prepared a little bit better huh everybody what happened and i'll talk about wrestlecade now while this hopefully works on this side uh okay let's let's do wrestlecade now while i wait for this wrestlecade was this past week Everybody, this past weekend, um, it's in North Carolina, home of uh, Sting's last match at Revolution. It's in Winston-Salem, not Greensboro. WrestleCade, I think, is the biggest wrestling convention, certainly not tied to, um, certainly not tied to like an act, another, another wrestling show. Like, you know, WrestleCon is with WrestleMania. Starcast is usually the weekend of a WWE AEW show. WrestleCade, there's no other show that goes on. Like, there's. It was not in Chicago where Survivor Series was. You know, it is um, it is always in North Carolina. And I think that's what makes it a, a destination event as well. It's like you always know it's going to be Winston-Salem, North Carolina, the, the week of Thanksgiving, the weekend after Thanksgiving, essentially. And it's just grown bigger and bigger every year. I was talking to Sean and a lot of other people there about it is like, it used to just be like one room. It, it's a big convention center and it used to just be in like one room. And then the wrestling show would take place in another room, one of the smaller rooms. It is now four rooms for the entire convention. And then the, the wrestling show was in like the big downstairs area. Like it just grows by leaps and bounds each year. This year, GCW was attached to it. So we had like Joey Janela, Mance Warner was the main event. Cardona was on the show. Uh, Effie, Ali Catch, Violet J was on the show. Uh, the Mortons were on the show. So it just goes bigger and bigger each year. And it used to be a lot of like legends would, would be there. And that's all, all it kind of was. Now AEW talents kind of come in there. Wardlow was there. Maggie, I believe uh, Caden took a picture of Wardlow for you so wardlow was there this year the hardy's line is like out the door every single year they're still big draws despite what you read on the internet at least in north carolina um but it just it continues to grow every year if you've not been to a roger strong was actually there 
too. Uh, something to mention, Roddy. Roddy Strong was there, full neck brace, neck strong, doing it. Uh, you know, got to keep surviving for the people, proving your neck strong and no neck November. Um, so if you've never been to WrestleCade, I encourage everyone to just kind of check it out if you're a wrestling fan. You know, if you can make the travel to North Carolina, I, I think it's something that you should experience. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of wrestling fans around a lot of uh, different personalities, whether they're wrestlers, whether they're media people. Uh, it's definitely something everybody should experience. So you get a bunch of great wrestling shows as well there. This year there was the GCW show on Friday night, the WrestleCade Super Show. that This year that had Andrade against Speedball Mike Bailey. I encourage everyone, I believe it's on Title Match Network, go seek out that match. Uh, Andrade versus Speedball Mike Bailey. You know, that's a, a match you're not going to see anywhere else last year it was speedball against uh dax harwood which was a fantastic match so the the wrestle the wrestle cade super show is a really big show uh each year um there's aml which is a local north carolina promotion and then the, every year they do the ladies night out which is a all-female show so they've been doing the ladies night out show for a few years now so if you want to again support women's wrestling uh that's on title match network as well like they do a all women's show every year at wrestlecade i encourage everyone at least once in your lifetime try to make it out to a wrestlecade event it's a it's a whole lot of fun uh met a lot of met a lot of people a lot of people know who sean is people then once they stare at me for five seconds they're like oh i recognize you from shows somewhere or another so uh a lot of people said a lot of nice things. It was very fun. It's always good seeing Sean. John Alba was there. Good seeing him. Uh, Matt Coon, Cass, all these people have been on Spotlight before. And then people like Joey Janela, Effie, Colt Radrick, uh met up with him. A lot, of, a lot of independent talent was there. So it was a lot of fun. If you've not been to a WrestleCade event, I encourage everyone to go. It's You won't regret it. You won't regret it. It's a, it's a three-day thing, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So... If you ever get a chance to make it out to one, I encourage you to do so. That is my WrestleCade review. Very sad Brian Danielson was not there, though. That part sucked. He was expected to be there. He was announced to be there. And then apparently couldn't travel. So that part did suck. What can you do? All right. Now we can get into our interview with Josh Bishop. Hopefully it works. It does. All right. Here we go, everybody. Josh Bishop in the Creator Spotlight. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight on Fightful. I am Stephen Jensen, joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. And our guest today is a returning guest. He is the current Juggalo Championship Wrestling Champion. He's the former BLP Midwest Champion, the former AIW Absolute Champion, Intense Champion, Tag Team Champion. He is a member of WTF. He is Josh Bishop. Josh, welcome back to the show, man. How you been? I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. A lot has happened since last time you were on the show. Um, most, I guess, kind of notably, yeah. like really recently, huge debut, showed up in MLW, part of WTF. How has that been, man? Honestly, awesome. Like, um, MLW's it's cool. I mean, it's got a lot of my favorite guys to wrestle. You know what I mean? It's got a lot. It has a lot of stuff that I like. So it's great for me, honestly. And then they put me in a great, I'm in a, they put me in a great spot where I'm with two of my guys who could not be two more polar opposites of guys. When you kind of look at it, when you look at Filthy Tom Waller and Matt Cardona, 
and it's just it's a it's pretty it's a dream case scenario for me in a way honestly because i get to learn from two guys that have helped me out and taught me a lot already i get to keep learning from that learning tree that's awesome. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about those two guys specifically because I know um obviously early on early on in your career, Filthy Tom, you know, y'all had a relationship like right off the bat early on. Oh and yeah. then and then you and Cardona have a really storied history, especially in AIW with the two of y'all as as enemies. And now what y'all are doing it. I mean, so and I know you have a, a lot of respect for him. I've seen the things you said about him on social media. So um I oh, guess he's the man. even a lot. Yeah, I just wanted to I guess maybe to yeah, if you want to speak on those guys even more, like because I know you got like real, real deep history of Tom Lawler and and and, and Matt Cardona. Um, I'll hit Broski real quick just because his is not as recent, but I really just think he is the man. I think he's probably one of the smartest dudes I've ever met wrestling wise. Like he goes out of his way to make everyone look great and help everybody out. Like he's just the man. He's the shit. Honestly, like he. He doesn't get. He just has a doesn't give a fuck attitude in a way that I respect, in a way that his doesn't give a fuck attitude is different than a guy like Tom Waller's doesn't give a fuck attitude, and I fucking love Tom Waller. I'm sorry I had to drop a few hard f's there. I'm sorry. Oh, you can do I'm it. Sorry, yeah, we do not. Mom, care. I, mom, I know you're gonna text me about it. I apologize. All right, but when it comes to my boy Tom, oh man, he is just. <laughs> He's one of my favorite dudes because he's just probably one of the funniest dudes of all time to me. Like he can, he makes me laugh all the time, no matter what. Even if it's just when you guys see these. Uh, I mean, if anyone watched the IW show, you saw that uh, <laughs> Bronco Buster he hit in the corner. Even it's just like the little shit like that that he will do, and he will tell me like, "Hey, watch this." And it's just, I don't know why, just him busting out a Bronco Buster is absolutely hilarious. When he's never done it before, when he did an MLW, and he said, hey, watch me, I'm doing Bronco Buster. And then he just does it, but he does it in, like, a way where, like, it looks terrible, but it's, like, hilarious because, like, it's still him pulling it off in a way where it still is good because it's, like, yes, he's absolutely hilarious, but you know he can beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, needs to, yeah. so it's yeah. so For he sure. just has the ultimate like gear switch and like ability to either go in any direction, which I think is awesome, honestly. And he's that's why I think he is truly the most versatile wrestler in the world, like and one of the best dudes because he can do whatever. Like you need him to wrestle an Iron Man match at two in the morning, he can do it. He just did it a few weeks ago. If you need him to go out there, I mean, look, I mean, Defy, who is it? Defy, I think just put out him and Moxley on YouTube. That match is awesome. Everyone should check that out because that's just a crazy bloodbath match. But if he wants to do comedy, he's the funniest dude. If he wants to be a badass, he's the baddest dude. He can do it all. And he just has so much wisdom, honestly. He's helped me out a lot because he's looked out for me and given me advice and watched my matches and stuff since, I mean, honestly, my first match because he was there for my first match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and speaking of the like the comedy, was it his idea to do the double entrances with you guys? For the, uh, uh, the double, for the, the double entrances was my idea. Um, and then 
just because I brought like my filthy TL shirt, he got that vet. We didn't really know what we were gonna do for entrance. We were uh gonna do one together, and I thought it'd be hilarious if we did separate ones where he and then he was like, All right, then he grabbed the water bottle, he was gonna do the spit and all this stuff, and it, it's just so funny. I was watching it to me, it's hilarious. Nobody might think we're funny besides us, because there's times at, like the after parties and stuff where I I'm sure we annoy people. But <laughs> I would bet my life we're annoying to people. But to us, we just think we're the most entertaining human beings. <laughs> and it's probably because we've stayed up till 5 in the morning so many times when I have to drop them off at the airport at like 5.30. So we'll just stay up all night. <laughs> I wanted to ask about uh, Hammerstone, the, the other member in this group here, because you came in the same guy. time as he kind of returned. <laughs> like, how much did you know about Hammerstone beforehand and then how much you learned from hammerstone now i met hammerstone one time um before joining the wtf and that all i remember from that interaction is that it is important you gotta you gotta eat because i remember we tried <laughs> to go to a buffalo wild wings after a uh this is when i was like starting to be like all right i gotta get big you know what i mean so i was just eating all the time like absolutely terrible i still have a terrible diet obviously i'll never probably have abs in my career until i i one day once i fix that diet and i stop eating these little caesar's pizzas every day for lunch but uh we were in line in a buffalo wild wings and we were it was like a the night after black label pro and there was some ufc fights on it was like me hammerstone filthy tom and violence is forever i think Hammerstone was just like, I can't wait in this line. And he just left to go walk across the street to eat at Culver's. And then he was like, I'm going to eat, I'll eat at beat ups too after. And I was like, all right, well, I want to be the biggest dude too. So I got to do what the fucking biggest dude's doing. So then I just had to follow him and I had to order some damn chicken tenders because he did. <laughs> and I just was like, all right, cool. So I guess this is what I got to do as a big guy, eat all the time. And that was it. Because I just ate Culver's with him one time, like probably four years ago. That's all I, uh, <laughs> that's my only Hammerstone interaction I had previously. <laughs> but, and I just see that he gets after it at the gym on Twitter. That dude is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because you might not, you're not the biggest guy in your group, which is strange. Well, I mean, I'll get there. I think of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, and so what I wanted to bring that's up. That's up for a debate, I would say. Yeah. 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 Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I um I I don't know I don't know how much I can talk about yet because I read the taping spoilers so I know kind of where things are going and there was a big match announced actually the, earlier today yeah I mean we can talk, talk about it if you yeah had me. so I don't know no one told me not to talk about it but. okay perfect so, so you have a history with Matthew Justice which oh, is yeah. very very well known it was announced like today that. In MLW on December 7th in New York City, you guys are wrestling in MLW, bringing this feud, this this history into Major League Wrestling. Um, from what I hear, you powerbomb him over the top rope through a table. Is this true? Oh, of course, Bishop style, baby. What would, Bishop you, expect Bishop what would you expect? Bishop style. Oh, hey. I'm taking his ass on exit 187. Justice, justice, I justice, justice. I feel it. bad for you. Justice, all I got to say, my man, my brother, bonded for life by the balcony. But you just. Right. 
How many times do we have to do this dance, Justice, where I got to pick your snakeskin pants print wearing ass up and throw you out of the ring through a table? And then after the match, they're stretching your ass out. And what do I got to do? I got to put you back down on the ground again as a little, hey, buddy, guess who's here? Your old pal, the intense icon. And I'm going to fuck you up now at N- New York City. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to take you down exit 187. I got to introduce MLW. What is the intense icon all about? Well, there's nobody I would rather get in there with than Matthew Justice. Because wh- I get it, Justice. You're going to hit me in the head with some chairs, probably going to jump off some shit that's really high. You're going to give me a DVD through something crazy. Yeah, we're going to go nuts. I expect nothing less than to go nuts. But at the end of the day, the story's going to stay the same. History's going to repeat itself. I'm picking your ass up, and I'm taking you down exit 187. And there's no survivors. No one knows that better than you, Justice. Come on. Have you scouted the building yet for balconies? Uh, I did some Google image searching, yes, already. (laughs) (laughs) I already uh, was on a hard Google image search of what does the venue look like today. Uh, I love it, man. I mean, I... But when when I was reading the the taping results, I you know my definitely piqued my interest when I was like, oh Bishop, let's go, you know Bishop bomb over the top through. Okay, this is the justice. I see where this might be heading. I love this. Oh, yeah. I think I think I think your debut was done very well. Also, by the way, you came in immediately, hit a black hole slam, hit a choke slam, hit the Bishop bomb. They're oh. putting you over massive on commentary. Who's the, who is this monster? I mean. I knew who that monster was, but have you oh. have you been have you been getting like a lot of like maybe like new people hitting you up, new new people? Oh, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, what's oh, the absolutely like for the sure. Fans? Um, it's been pretty solid. I think um, I, that one clip went around of the Bishop um online. That was pretty good, but yeah, it's been pretty solid feedback. Um, uh, just kind of interested to see like what happens after because i haven't even been on the show yet so i'm interested to see what happens after i'm on like fusion and stuff like that but so far i mean definitely more than i would have expected for sure after only just coming out and hitting a uh my a choke slam black hole slam and a power bomb did you and Cardona have to make any type of amends? Because I mean, Jensen mentioned the history and everything. The McStiffy, you know, there, there the was there was some, yeah, the there's some real heat there between you two. Was there was there any apologies? <laughs> any, any like, all right, we got to make amends before we can make this work. Listen, if the Stiffmeister is going to be in the locker room, you'd rather have the Stiffmeister on your team. <laughs> so Cardona knows good business. He'd rather have the Stiffmeister standing next to him than against him. Uh, I do want to switch gears to to AIW. Uh, you wrestled at Hell on Earth. This, uh, I guess, it was this past weekend when when recording this. Um, you, Trey Lamar, Rocky Romero, and Tom Waller. The aforementioned Tom Waller. I did want to ask about Rocky Romero because we had Dominic Rini on last week, and he said Rocky was. Uh, influential in in putting together kenta coming to aiw obviously rocky was on this show as well it was like sharing the ring with with rocky who i think is a wrestler almost gets overlooked because of everything he does behind the scenes oh he was awesome honestly he was cool um i met him last week at mlw for the first time ever and luckily he knew tom enough to like um he tom was like oh that's the other guy at aiw um that's bishop he's and i was like oh hey what's up 
And I was just like, listen, next week, not the same four way you usually have. <laughs> All right. Me and Tom are going to be doing some dumb stuff. So, and then he was game for everything. Like all the dull ideas that me and Tom were pitching, like, Hey, let's mess up. Like, let's go for a dive, but you fall and I'll smack my head in the ropes and look like an idiot. Cause you'll, cause I'm too heavy. And then when you do it, and then we'll do it later and you do it off me instead. He was cool for all that stuff. And like, I mean, that's some pretty f- out there stuff. If you don't know anybody, you know what I mean? And, um, but so he could not have been cooler and he had cool ideas. He, uh, like he was game for, he was honestly game for everything off rip, which was awesome. He could not have been cooler. He was the man, honestly. I have no, I would have no complaints about Rocky Romero at all. He could not have been cooler. Rocky did his own like music video for Rapongi and everything. It doesn't shock oh, me at all. Sweet. That he, oh, it's so, sweet. it's so good. Like when you watch yeah. the video, like it's so, so good. I didn't surprise me at all that Rocky, whatever you pitch him, he'd probably be like, Oh yeah. Like, even if you think it sounds dumb, he's probably like, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds sweet right there. I'm for that. So no, that doesn't <laughs> oh, except uh, nobody knew we were doing two entrances besides me and Tom. And so I went out, like I was putting my stuff on my vest and I was about to go first and like, in kind of the gorilla position, like me and Todd, like we just kind of, you know, make eye contact with the people that are over there. And so he saw us walk out. And then I come sprinting back through for uh, the other one. And my stuff was at the other side of the locker room because I didn't grab it like I should have to put it next to the gorilla. So I had to sprint over, change, take my other trunks off, put my uh, filthy TL shirt on. And then I was trying to retape my wrist, like uh, fist, like retape, like the full fist or whatever. So I was pulling my tape off, trying to retape my hand. And he kind of just looked at me like, didn't he just go out? Like, did you forget something? <laughs> And I just went, nah, two entrances. <laughs> I love that. Also, uh, uh, shout out uh, Trey Lamar, who actually won that match we're talking about. A guy uh, that's uh, been on the show before, who I feel like is like really underrated, but he's been uh, really good for a, a while now. And uh, oh, a guy who's absolutely. great at the NW. Absolutely one of the most underrated dudes, for sure. He's one of my favorite dudes to get in there with, just because, I mean, growing up, similar area, similar, similar age, like... We trained together, like, our first uh, matches. We wrestled each other so many times. Like, I've probably been in there with him so many times. He's one of my definite, uh, like, favorite opponents, if I had to say, for sure. Love that. Another guy I wanted to talk to you about, you have a, a really long history with, um, that I actually hope to get on the show and, and talk to you soon, that, I don't know, maybe you could maybe pop up in WTF as well. A guy who I feel is always linked to you is Maserati West. Like, is Wes Briscoe like like what are there, any plans for him like like did I I just feel like he's killing it in AIW right now he's killing it everywhere he's at um if you just want to talk about Wes Briscoe a little bit Wes Barkley Wes Barkley I'm so sorry oh, I'm an idiot oh my gosh hey, man we, we need to edit that completely Wes Briscoe I don't <laughs> know too much edit. about. I don't know too much about Wes Briscoe. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. All I know about that is that when you ride with the Aces and Eights, you never walk alone, brother. Yeah, that's that's Wes Briscoe. That's Wes Briscoe for you. I'm so sorry. That's all I know about him. I've never met him. I am am so sorry. I feel like an idiot right now. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. No, man. I remember Uh, watching you guys back. I know you guys together back. It sucked forever. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I don't know. It's cool. Don't worry. You're good. You're good. 
Um, all I know about Wes is one, he's not in the aces and eights. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if he'll uh pop up in the WTF. I don't really have any uh, the WTF reached out to me, so I don't uh know if I'm allowed to reach out to others for WTF uh things. Maybe I gotta get uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure about uh, Wes Barkley in the WTF or not. Okay. What's it? What's it been like? Uh, I know it's only been the the one taping, but you know, WTF, WTF is the sports entertainment uh, federation in MLW, and then you're, you're working more television now with MLW. Um, I feel like when we had you on last time, we talked about the differences between like work and TV and stuff from your from uh, the AEW shots and everything. But now in a weekly kind of episodic television show like fusion even though the matches haven't aired yet like how's that been like working with mlw in that uh aspect of things um to be honest really i'm not really sure yet to be honest because i haven't once i had after the next after uh the next set of tapings I'll definitely have a better understanding because I haven't wrestled a singles match yet, if that makes any sense. So I kind of like, like Tom and Hammerstone knew what to do in our six man because, so they kind of were just like, Hey, do this, this, and this. I was like, all right, cool. You guys know, like, this is your style. You're used to this. You know what I mean? And then the other match was like a big multi-man match. So then it's like, okay, well, now I just know at the end to make sure I do this and this kind of camera wise or whatever. So really not, I don't have like a full grasp of the difference yet. If that makes any sense. No, for sure. Uh, you know, you've only been there for the the one, the one taping. So yeah. that definitely makes sense that it's not quite down just yet. Cause I, but I do imagine that it's just, it's different when it comes to yeah, absolutely. television work. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I know, and I'll be able to look like that's where like Tom and Broski will be able to uh, and others will be able to be like, hey, I know you're probably used to doing this, do this and this. Or after they'll give me feedback, hey, you did this wrong, like fix this and this and this. And that's what I need. That's so I'm waiting. So um, someone else I wanted to ask you about another like veteran that, that you wrestled. And I can't believe this match even happened. I think it's amazing. You wrestled Masada Tanaka. Oh. And yeah, and that was like it was everything I expected it to be. That match, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, what was it like wrestling him and having basically like an old school Tanaka match with him? Oh, an absolute, <laughs> it was a dream. Honestly, it really was. I needed that match so badly. Not even just for like, I needed to like wrestle Masato Tanaka. Obviously, that's a dream match of mine. If you watch me, you can tell I love Mike Awesome. <laughs> um, so. Being able to get in there with Masato Tanaka was honestly on. It was, it was great. Like I really don't take fan picture. Like I try not to take like picture. Like I don't know, just like pictures or be like kind of like that. But I had to take when Masato Tanaka was at AIW um, five years ago when he wrestled Nick Gage, and I'm not. I mean, I now I'm definitely more. At the time when I took the picture, I never thought about it like this, but I kept it 
I would look at it every now and then. I would just kind of like mentally, like I believe in the power of the mindset in a way. And I would use, I would like mindset, like mentally, like, okay, this match will happen one day. Like, and when, like you, you know what I mean? Like you just have to believe in yourself, like the power of the mindset. Okay. It will happen eventually, eventually, eventually. And then when Thorne said he was going to bring him Masato Tanaka for Jalen, I was just like, I fucking, no disrespect to anyone else on the locker room. I have nothing but respect for everyone in the AW locker room. It is my home. You know what I mean? But I was just like, I swear to fucking God, if someone else fucking wrestles this dude, I'm going to be fucking pissed at you. I am. I, I never get like that. I never care. I never ask for anything. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? I don't want to be involved in that part of the wrestling business at all. I just want to be the wrestler. And, but I was just, uh, and then like when he announced the grab, I was just like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> I was just like so rewarding. I was like, for five years, I've been fucking hoping for this so badly. And then I was just like, okay, well, I have to take the power bomb to the floor, obviously. And I have to take all of his craziest stuff because obviously who wouldn't want to, because I'm never going to wrestle him again, probably. So I have to take it all. But the only thing, uh, and after the match, you get a standing ovation from the boys. That was, that is the stuff that means more to me than like stuff on Twitter, than like a tweet, you know what I mean? Like the tweets and the Instagram likes or whatever to get the respect of your peers means more than anything. So when we came through the curtain, it was a locker room. sellout, standing ovation, it just felt so rewarding. I truly almost started. I was just like, so overwhelmed with like, fuck. Yeah. Because we were out there. I mean, he gave me the power bomb on the floor, the DDT off the top rope. It was fucking awesome. I, he's smashing me in the head with a steel chair. Yeah. And I'm just loving every moment of it. You did it all he's, to him, too. I mean, you, oh, you gave it all yeah. back. You, you, you also mobbed him to the floor. You hit him in the head. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. great. I was just chopping the fuck out of him at one point, just thinking how fucking awesome is this that I'm smacking Masato Tanaka right in the fucking face. And then he elbowed me in the head so fucking hard at one point, I just had nothing but a smile. And I was just, I could not not smile. I was just like, this is awesome. This is fucking everything I could have dreamed for. It was awesome. He was awesome. He was the man. It was that I needed that match so badly. I love that's probably might be my favorite match ever, honestly. It was just great. I just, when I came through, I just thanked Thor and I was just like, hey, thank you. I know you've done so much for me, but I need to thank you again right now. Like, that was, thank you so much for that one. And he was awesome. And then this was the best part was him and Derek are pretty cool from uh, doing Greek Town or other, I'm not really sure, but they know each other randomly from a bunch of different shows. And, uh, he told Derek the next day that uh, I reminded him. He said that I'm the gladiator. He said I'm. He said I reminded him of the gladiator. So I was like, all right, that's cool. If the dude that used to wrestle Zato Tanaka the most, or the used to wrestle Mike Awesome the most, is gonna tell somebody. It's gonna refer to me as the gladiator. That's cool. I'll take that. I'll be the gladiator, Josh Bishop. That's awesome. That's a great. That was like the think. Like all right, cool. Because you never know what someone else is gonna think about your match after. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Dude, what a what a what a cosign that is. That's amazing. Yeah. I I love hearing that. And I love the match. And then it was if I remember correctly, it was the next night that they had you had Blaine <laughs> Archer. So it's like you went straight from Tanaka oh. to Archer. Yeah, How it was, was supposed that? to it well um so original uh I'll tell you the whole story of the mid match. So or that how it came about. So it was supposed to be me and Eddie Kingston 
But then Eddie Kingston just said he can't handle it because the intense icons too much. I can't come to Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sorry. I am too afraid of you, Josh Bishop. You're too big. You're too scary. You're too strong. Um, I don't have it. I don't have it in me anymore like I used to. And I, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Hey, Kingston, I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> you don't want to go to an exit 187. Not a lot of people do. I don't blame you. I can't fault you for that one, Eddie. I cannot fault you. So he retired from the independence instead. So that way he never has to see me again. <laughs> and uh, so pretty much I am the man that retired Eddie Kingston in a way when you think about it, but um, only from the independence, but um, just my mere presence. But so then uh, Thorne was like, okay, well, fuck, I wanted an AEW guy. And so Brick got pulled to ramp. So then, but then, like everyone that's like an AIW OG got pulled to rampage randomly that day. Like Brick got pulled, like all kinds of people, I guess. So then Thorne was like tweaking, and I was like, "Hey, I just wrestled Lance Archer a few weeks ago at C4 in Canada, which is another place that I absolutely love. Shout out C4, I love you. Um, you are the fucking shit." Um. And it was cool, and we were kind of talking a little bit. You want me to hit him up? And so he was free, and Thorne booked him, and then we just had a completely different match than what we had previously at C4, and it was awesome. Honestly, Lance Archer, he is another guy that could not be cooler. He's just – and it's great working with him because he's a big guy, and he's been a big guy at every single place that's mattered ever. He's been around forever, so he knows what every place likes. So he was able to break stuff down and really help me out and teach me a lot. It was awesome. It was a great experience wrestling Lance Archer. That's awesome. And you bishop bombed him too, which looked really, really great. Like it's cool and seeing I, you put up guys that are big, you know. Oh, I just love. I love just when. Not that it's kind of like, because I'll get like that too when someone's like, "Hey, I'll pick you up for this or whatever," and I'll kind of be like, "Hey, well, like, can you really pick me up?" Because um. <laughs> In the, um, in the 260s so like can you actually get me or not like but i love when he was just like oh you'll be able to get me right now in my head i'm like i've never not been able to get somebody get somebody buddy <laughs> like brother i can get anybody up trust me i don't hit that log press at the gym for nothing i'm not picking up those damn atlas stones just so i can pr- do nothing but prance around from dumbbell to dumbbell it's like I can pick people up like you and take you to next 187. I'll you heavy man. <laughs> I remember when, you know, Eddie got announced for that event and then he just kind of, yeah, he just won the ROH title. And then he's like, I'm, I'm not doing independent he said, I can't shows. Stand in there. He said the King of the Juggalos is too much for me. He said that whoop, whoop. the King of the Juggalos title will put this Ring of Honor title on the ground. <laughs> well, what's real it been like? Pers- God, uh, being the king of the juggalos. Yeah, yeah. What's yes. that? Representing yeah. the juggalos, running with the hatchet. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm down with the clown. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I really wasn't too familiar with like juggalo culture or anything really until I got into wrestling, and then people showed me JCW and old JCW stuff, and because uh, to me they were used to be just the guys that Eminem made fun of in some of the songs. And then at, at eventually, then I learned about the gathering and the, like things like just all kinds of the mad, the alternate universe of wrestling that JCW was. And I love crazy stuff and the weirdos because I'm probably the craziest person there is. But um, 
so I was like, I have to wrestle for this place. And then luckily I got on the gathering one year as I believe I was a fisherman or I believe I was a fisherman one day. And then the next day I was myself. Oh, I was Michael Myers another time. And then the next year I got booked as myself and uh, I forget who was it? Maybe against Kaplan again, maybe, or something at the gathering. And then I got to wrestle the exploding cage matches the last two years. And those <laughs> have been everything you could ever ask for and more. Because Vampiro at 3.30 in the morning is not the happiest guy to get in the ring with in an exploding cage. Oh, it is. Uh, he, it is. <laughs> No words. I don't, it's yeah. just like because it's not even just like the wrestling that is what's important. Like at the at the gathering, it's just the experience. You just got to take it in. Like I don't even know what I can say without. So I don't even know what I can say here that I've seen, but just the things you will see with your eyes at the gathering of the Juggalos <laughs> is unlike every. You know what. You want to end all the problems in the world right now? I'm going to give you guys a secret, all right? Everyone in their lifetime, if you experience the gathering of the Juggalos, it'd be complete. You would just, the world would be a lot, a lot more tame. If everyone just uh, experienced the gathering of the Juggalos, you'd realize there's really not as many problems in the world as you'd think. And uh, I think the solution to world peace might be the gathering of the Juggalos because. <laughs> It is just like something else. It is. I don't. I just. You gotta go. You gotta go. That's all I, I can say. I'm actually interested in attending. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't absolutely yeah. worth it. I don't know I don't, how much a ticket is. I would. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. It is just you gotta go. Once you you just have to go. Yeah, I um I watched a really good documentary recently by a YouTuber Brandon Buckingham who went who he's been like the last like three years of the gathering and um he he documents it all and like like real real legitimate look at what's going on around there and I was yeah. just like this is unreal and, I've always known and, about it but like man, and I'm sure there's some stuff that he cannot show online that he's oh, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, immediately demonetized it is just oh yeah it is just. I you have to go. If you're interested, I would say absolutely. The gathering of the Juggalos in what's coming up, 2024. Yes, the 2024 gathering of the Juggalos. You gotta get out there. It's probably in Thornville, Ohio. It's where it's been the last few years, and it is just. It's awesome. It really is. I I double shotted shows all year this year, so I could do so I could go to the gathering every night. Oh, I would. I wrestled in West Virginia. Drove. Went to the gathering. Went. Wrestled in. Wrestled in uh, Kentucky. Drove to the gathering. Wrestled uh, the the gathering or the uh, bloody mania at like one in the morning. It started. I got there like twelve forty five, and then um, went to the gathering all day, and then left and went to Rise Wrestling in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you just a, uh... have to take it in. It is. It doesn't I, stop either. It doesn't yeah, stop. It's like three days it goes straight, all, right? Yeah, and nobody, like, nobody sleeps. Like, <laughs> stuff goes on all night long. The wrestling is gets done usually around, like, 4 or 5 in the morning sometimes. 
and there's still plenty of people awake and plenty of events going going on because even uh juggles will put on their own like events and stuff and it's just <laughs> yeah you have a uh, Jay is still, a... still active he's oh, he just wrestled this past weekend teaming with oh, yeah. and alley <laughs> catch that was I, I was there for that and that was just insane that okay here's violent jay teaming with effie and alley catch and george south turning and george south becoming <laughs> a juggalo which Got the clown, baby. Yeah, all it got the biggest Ooh, reaction cool. of the night too. I'm bringing yeah. it back to the. I'm bringing it back. I'm just saying, since me and Vampira started getting in there and these exploding uh, electrified cage matches, hey, the, Post Dude. Malone throwing on the Hatchet Man, Drake <laughs> throwing on the the Hatchet Man jersey. You know what I mean? George South putting on the paint. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> is that the intense icon effect? Yeah, see, you can you can make a direct correlation <laughs> of the intense yeah. icon effect and all these yeah. things, and you, the way you can you the way you can you can find out for sure yeah. how it's working is you can look at the this the amount of extra Fago that's being purchased. Right <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So, yeah. so if there's an uptick in Fago, you know it's oh. the intense icon. And would you oh. give a fla- a favorite flavor of Fago? No, I hate pop. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah. <laughs> Man, they they spray people with two liters. Hey, I know. Oh, oh my god! One time, uh, so they like they'll like shake them up and cap them, and like when they let the cap off, it'll like blow it apart like a Mentos and a Coke kind of, and it'll fucking they'll shoot those into the crowd that way. And uh, the one year I was just watching Cap would just shake them up and let them go, and they're <laughs> fucking smacking people in the head so hard. It was so funny. He was just letting it go. Caput is an absolute legend at the Gathering of the Jugglers. One, one time he just walked through somebody's set on stage, like on accident, <laughs> at like two in the morning. Oh like someone God. was performing, he just like halfway went through the thing and then like walked back and he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot. He's like, I didn't even know someone was going. Oh, I don't know man. if you've seen the show Workaholics, but they have an episode on the Juggalos, mm. and they're just not not so much straight laced, but they're just these uh, workers and who end oh, up. Oh, I the jugg- love Workaholics. I'm very All familiar. The, yeah, the Gathering of the Juggalo audience. episode. Oh, yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I didn't have hang off of that, Jensen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's you. I was just like, you know, Workaholics. The, the it's a good uh, episode. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. Front Yard Wrestling with Ben Stiller. That was a good episode. They all have that, yeah, that league. <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. Um, trying to think, what uh, what else is coming up for you outside of MLW right now? Like, what 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 other big things you got going on? Oh, uh, this weekend I got Black Label Pro Slamilton. Oh, that's uh, right. Of course, of course, Jeremy, you'll be uh, there, right? I I will be there. Will you? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, gonna, I gonna, will be. I'm gonna be there. You know, it's it's uh. I'm trying to politic to where Sean Rossap can go on first, uh, and that way he can get his match out of the way, and then oh, maybe. Is he wrestling? Get... Oh yeah, he's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think of yeah. this dirt sheet writer wrestling? Yeah, I, mean, I don't care. I mean, just if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna wrestle me, don't go on the sheets and complain that I <laughs> that you got your ass whooped. What would you expect? <laughs> so he's That's not in there with me. Write. I don't care. I don't care. He should have wrestled me. you. Oh, oh that would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel if like the people I mean, want it. I'm the man of the people. Yeah. Sean taking a bishop bomb. I don't know. We all might be out of jobs after that. Like this yeah. whole thing might just be done. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm I've seen people complain about people complain about anything. They will find something to complain about no matter what because they've never experienced the gathering of the juggalos. So. <laughs> If I was Sean Ross Sapp and someone was chirping at me on Twitter, hey, you shouldn't be wrestling, I would just say, listen, you need to go to the gathering and then come back to me, right? <laughs> when you've experienced a gathering or two under your belt, then you can talk to me about what I should and shouldn't be doing. I do want to ask you about one of one of your tweets, uh, The Miz, who uh, legend. Oh, legend. Uh, Absolutely. Legend. Oh, yes. unreal. Love the Miz. A god of, a god of wrestling. There's a lot of discourse surrounding the Miz, so I, I want to, you know, I want to get your thoughts on, on the Miz and what makes him a legend. Um, do why do you want me to go about why he's a legend first, or why people hate him? Uh, why I he's got, a legend? I got right? some thoughts on everything. Legend, okay, okay main event at WrestleMania. All right, Back. absolutely makes you a legend. All right, yep. made it out of Parma, Ohio. Okay, what's <laughs> if you ever been to Parma, Ohio? Fucking, <laughs> I love Parma. Okay, Parma, Ohio is probably one of my favorite places for just a special because it's just a special kind of area, <laughs> much like the Gathering of the Juggalos. But um, but Unreal Rest, Unreal Run was been what twenty years almost. He's been in the WWE. Yeah, has been pretty much in the fold in the mix. One of the top heels the whole time he's been there. Has the best DDT in wrestling history. I don't care. I'll say it. That swinging one knee DDT is awesome. That's sweet. And he just always great promos. He does whatever. He just does everything great. He, I mean, I know it's uh, he's awesome. In a way, he's just awesome. He really is. <laughs> yeah. That hate me now Nas video. Awesome. How oh. can you not think that's one of the greatest WrestleMania packages ever? Unreal. Maybe. And yeah. he's just, I get people hate him because, okay, what? He said something to Daniel Bryan one time on Talking Smack, and that was your favorite wrestler. So he made you believe, okay? He made you actually hate him. And that's right. why people dislike him. He made you, he was good at doing his job. <laughs> and that's why right. people don't like him. And his matches with Gunther yeah. are sweet. He's in this, he's doing this. I don't, He's seems like he's really just doing whatever he wants right now. Okay, watch me hit a springboard clothesline. Bam, I'm the man. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing whatever he wants. He's, like, doing when Cena's busting out code reds and stuff, just this. I can do it all. And he's – he really is awesome. I think – I I get what people don't like him, but the reason people don't like him is because he's so good at doing his job, he makes you not like him. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm a big Miz fan myself. I've been a Miz fan since he was on the Real World, actually, back in the day, because he was representing as a wrestling fan out there. Yeah, like, you know. And then he used that like people didn't really get it that weren't paying attention at the time, but he literally was only doing all of that to become a wrestler. Like he like took his winnings from the challenges and went and enrolled in wrestling school in UPW, and then like like it was all with the goal of becoming a WWE superstar, and like he achieved that. And then I was at that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. I mean, uh, incredible. Like, you can never take that away from the Miz. Main event of exactly. WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, and I'm with you. I, I think he gets I think he gets a bad rap. So Yeah, yeah, because yeah. what, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan don't, or team don't like him <laughs> or whatever, because he well, talked bad about him in promos. Yeah, Bryan has even come around to like, you know, I might have a difference of opinion with the Miz, but we he got in there with me. Everything was good. Like, I respect everything he's done. 
with clothesline in the corner. Let's not forget that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mizline in the corner. Sweet. Um, and CM Punk shook his hand backstage this past year, so they're they're clearly <laughs> on good terms now. I mean, speaking of that, like, I mean, so so this episode that this is airing on, and before you hear this conversation that we're having right now, um, me and Jeremy are going to be talking for probably about an hour to an hour and a half about CM Punk. Do you have any opinion at all on him returning, being in WWE, anything at all that has to do with CM Punk as a wrestler me? yourself? Yeah. Um... It doesn't really affect me as a wrestler in any way, but I think as a fan, I think it is awesome. Honestly, I think, yeah, he's a dude that's polarizing. I know a lot of people that don't like him. I know a lot of people that do like him. I don't have an opinion on him. I've never, you know what I mean? Sure. But uh, he's a guy that, like, people around my age definitely have, like, a love and respect for because I know there's a lot of guys like me that when he cut the pipe bomb learned what Ring of Honor, New Japan, Kokoban, uh all the stuff is, you know what I mean? From that promo. I didn't know what the Indies were until then. And uh so I think it's very I think it's interesting. I think I'm sure it's gonna be some great tell I'm sure we'll get some great television. I'm sure can you it can be good in either a way that it's an absolute dumpster fire and it's great to watch from afar. You know what I mean? Or it can be great in the fact that it's probably some of the most must-see WWE TV because WWE is awesome. Like, <laughs> you know what? Let's be honest here. WWE is the shit and it's been the shit forever because and look at it right now. It's so, there's so many interesting things. Even if you look at all the top guys, like, if you would look at like a potential WrestleMania, every match has a star. You know what I mean? When you really think about it and it's like, okay, when these stars cross paths again, like there's a lot of interesting dynamics you could play with. You know what I mean? Like what is CM Punk going to do? Like who's his first seed going to be with? Who's he going to chirp on the mic? What's he going to say? You know what I mean? It's interesting. Yeah. It's, the, it's must see is one of the, what it is. And it, it's, it's motivating in a way, honestly, too, to get better, to want to get to the next level. Like when Cardona put out that tweet, he was, I was like, damn, bro, good thing I'm already in the fucking gym doing these log presses because you're right. <laughs> I was like, this is why you're my dude because you are right. Like if you are a wrestler and you watched that and you didn't think, man, I would love to get a reaction like that. You know what I mean? Or like I would love to get to that next level and get to that where and see where that is. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. If you're content where being where you're at in segment, that's cool. I respect that. But I'm trying to go balls out. Do whatever it takes. Okay. I got to hit the gym harder. I got to get better at this and that in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, it's motivating more than anything, I would say. Yeah, at least to uh, yeah. me and people that have a similar mindset that I do. Sure. Well, I mean, and it's, it's actually, it's cool for me to hear you saying all those great things about the WWE because, I mean, I talked about it on the show last week. I was saying, like, I think that you would be great in the WWE system. Like, I, you know, um, so I, I, I'd imagine at some point that would be like a lifelong goal of yours, being a part of the WWE. Um, so just as a fan, I, just, I would love to see it. I just don't. I mean, yeah, I think every wrestler when they get into wrestling, they should at least have this mindset. And maybe this is me taking too much from that old school thinking in a way which i kind of like to think that i have where it's like if you don't want to be the top guy then get the fuck out like if you don't want to be the best dude like the top guy the top like where all the pressure's on you okay the main event time all right 
money's on the line here. All right. All the ball. You know what I mean? That's cool. Like, give me that. Give me the ball. Like, I want the ball everywhere. And so that's motivating. Like, okay, this dude has been the top guy everywhere. All right. What, you know what I mean? What is, how can I further my career? You know what I mean? And what can I do to improve on? What do I need to improve on? What's going to make me get to that next level that I want to get to? Because it's not going to be sitting around on my couch, that's for sure. Sure. Well, what what are your goals in MLW currently? I want to be the top guy, obviously. Absolutely. I want to put Matt Matt Justice down. Absolutely. Exit 187. Sorry. I love you, Justice. You're my boy. We'll be brothers forever. We're probably going to fight each other till we're dead. But I got to do what I got to do, man. I want some gold. I want that gold. I want the gold. I want the t- maybe me and Tom get those tag straps off you first. Bang. See ya. What I want to be at MLW. I want to be the MLW champion. I want to be the top guy. I want to be the guy in every segment, the most segments possible. I want as much screen time. I want everyone to be watching. Okay. Damn. I'm turning into MLW. Cause I want to see the intense icon. That's what I want to see from MLW. That's what my goals are. And what's I want to turn it in. Cause I want to see, I got to know what the WTF is doing. I got to know what the intense icons doing. The gladiators doing. Yeah, what is the gladiator? What's old gladiator up to? What's old gladiator gladiator number two up to? What's old gladiator (laughs) number two up to? Yes. (laughs) Josh, usually we ask everybody the the coolest thing in your room. We know you're in your car. Can we see the blood spatter Uh, in the the car? So (laughs) the coolest thing in my car would be my blood-stained ceiling which is really awesome for picking up girls on dates for they really love they really love that when there's just that smear in the tennis what's that and i go well you know i kind of do this thing it's wrestling but i uh, bleed a lot because i i don't know i'm crazy and then uh, that these blood stains are and they're hard to get out of the carpet in your ceiling now are those mainly from actually squirting out of your head or like touching your head yeah touching the ceiling? yeah like so they're from squirting out of my head so i had mm-hmm. a uh uh, I had a cage match at C4 last year, uh, this year and uh, last season, but um, I sneezed one day in my car and it opened up the scab and I was bleeding so badly that when I was in the, in the match, I didn't even get that squirt, you know what I'm talking about? Like the squirt trickle. I've never gotten it. Okay. Except for the time I almost blood out against Tom. That was a little bit different though. That was just a river, but I was like squirting in my car onto the ceiling, like tripping back on my head. And I was just like sitting at red light. And I just couldn't help but laugh because of course this happens to me when I'm in my public civilian life. You know what I mean? Like there's no one, there's no cameras around. This isn't looking good on cameras. This isn't good on IWTV. Where's the fucking hard cam at now? Nowhere. So I just got to pull over, wrap my head off, try and wipe it down, go into a damn CVS, like my head like this. And get some bandages to wrap my head up (laughs) because I'm just, and then uh, my other one is just from uh, the other, the bigger spot is from uh, after Tom Waller and I had a match at uh, Absolution this year. It was a little bit of a bloody bath and uh, I uh, couldn't stop bleeding for like two days and I accidentally uh, smacked it on there. Yeah. What is is the reaction when you (laughs) walk into a CVS just like holding your head? Bandages. I mean, yeah. better tell me the bandages, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I apologize. I go, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I hope I didn't get any blood anywhere, but you know what I mean? A man's got to do what a man's got to do. I can't crash and die on 77. Right. Sure. blood. Yeah. You have one well, of the have- only, like, legitimate, like, explanations for something like that in public where, like, you could just start bleeding from the head or need to be, like, helped by, like, a paramedic or something where you could just be like, yeah. listen, no, I, like, I, I didn't get beat up. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. nothing. Like, this is, this is my job. I'm a professional yeah. wrestler. Yeah, I got hit in the back of a steel chair this weekend in Ottawa, <laughs> ma'am, actually. So don't worry. It's all right. But... <laughs> right. It's normal. It's normal. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Josh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Let everyone know where they, where they can find you at on socials right. and in the ring. You can find me in the ring, MLW, AIW, Black Mabel Pro, C4 Wrestling. Uh, catch me at GCW in Columbus on January 13th, I want to say, maybe something like that. It's a Saturday. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at – I have to look. I'm sorry. Joshua Bishop II for Intense Icon. On Twitter, Joshua Bishop underscore, also on the screen. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks, for man. sure. We man. appreciate it. All the all the links are below. I should be seeing you this weekend at uh, Black Metal right. Pro. Uh, I'll be nice. there. So you'll be seeting um, me stiff Myung Jay Lee live in in person. <laughs> I love being in there, that guy, and just giving him the business. Just I'm just tough. I gotta toughen him up a little bit. We'll give him a plug. It's live. I'll be watching live. Fight Plus. All right. There you oh, go. Yeah. Uh, Thanks again, Google man. Pro. Hamilton, yeah, starts at uh, one o'clock in the Eastern Time, twelve or twelve Central. Josh, we appreciate you joining us, man. Links are below. Check him out, MLW Fusion as well. He's taking Matthew Justice for the ride at the next tapings. Josh, thank you, man. Guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight. We are back. Big thank you to Josh Bishop for joining the Creator Spotlights. Everyone go check them out. Follow the links below. My hair is a complete disaster as I take my headphones on and off. Thank you guys for joining us today. We appreciate it. I know it was a lot of CM Punk WWE talk. Uh, I'm sure I can rile up Jensen more as CM Punk uh, continues his run in WWE. Guys, we appreciate it. We appreciate the love, support, getting up early, hanging out with us. Head over to uh, Fightful Overbooked. Check out all the stuff we have going on over there, including new episodes of In the Weeds from this past week. We we had Kip Sabian on the show on Monday, scheduled at the moment to be joined by Rocky Romero tomorrow on In the Weeds. Um, We also have new episodes of Rob and Maggie coexisting as a 3 p.m. Eastern live tomorrow on Fightful Overbooked. Scheduled to do... uh, FMC at 4.45 p.m. Eastern today for FMC fans only playing Love is Blind Mobile. Not so much basketball talk. We're just going to do a chapter on Love is Blind Mobile because the, the people demand it. And much like Triple H and WWE, we are here to give the people what they want if they demand it. Guys, we appreciate it. Um, appreciate all the, the chats, the support. Head over to FIFOSelect.com. Sign up. Best $5 in the business. Head over to Fightful.com. Check out all the news articles we got going on. Don't follow me on Twitter. I don't want you to... If you're going to follow me, just be nice. That's all I ask. I don't feel like that's asking a whole lot. Just be nice if you're going to follow me on Twitter. 
Thank you guys. We'll be back next week, live, 8.30 a.m. Eastern, here on the Spotlights on Fightful. Talk to y'all then.